The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 92 of the MXY Show podcast. We're back after a week off. We were off last week. That was our bad. But we're back this week. And there is an absolute load to talk about. MXGP preseason is in full effect. The MXGP title fight is already in tatters, as is Hurling's ankle slash foot. Obviously, there was a Supercross at the weekend. Anaheim 2, a lot happening there. And just generally, there is so much to talk about that we may be here for hours. And we can be here for hours, that's fine, because we have support from Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. We'd like to thank those guys for their support of the MXY Show podcast. We obviously couldn't do this without them, and we would appreciate it if you would go and support them said it many times we only align with the very best and that's why you hear those brands on this podcast show we would not plug something that we would do not believe in and speaking of that next week big news next week manscaped will be added to that list and we will have a discount code 20 percent off for this podcast so if you're thinking of buying a manscaped wait until next week when we will reveal the discount code 20 percent off Big deal, works worldwide, coming next week, and we're very excited about that as well. Obviously, coming up, we've got all of the regular segments. Liao, Ask Vice Anything, the Planet Moto bombshell of the week, and maybe, maybe we will squeak in Armour You Smarter Than a Birth for the first time this year, although we've got so much to talk about that I can see that getting pushed to one side. But stranger things have happened. This is part one of the MXY Show podcast, and that is presented by our good friends at Fly Racing, as per usual. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with a Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet from Fly Racing has changed the game. Max Anster using the Formula Helmet in just a perfect synergy. My favorite helmet being used by the Max Anster in the Monster Energy Supercross series, which is also the great series. I won't say the greatest because people will come after me, but what's it? What a, what a connection. Thank you for listening, everyone. It's going to be a good show. And with me on this roller coaster of a ride, I'm sure he watched the Italian Championship. I'm sure, I'm sure he watched the Spanish Championship. I know he watched Hurling's crash because I sent it to him and it was only 80 seconds long, so didn't need much attention. I'm sure he watched Anaheim too. It's James Burfield. How's it going, James? Good, thank you, Lewis. Uh, yeah, pleased to be here. It's uh, about six o'clock in the UK time, so uh, that's commitment for you. Yep, that's, um, I'm not going to lie to you. 
I was going to say before we started this that I was tired, but I felt that that would not be well received by you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, did, uh, I did hear earlier that you were going to squeak in. Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah, so um, I, I don't find it squeaky at all. No. Are you doing well, though? Everything good on your end? Yeah, good. Um, obviously, just trying to keep an eye on things and uh, holding down the uh, the MX Vice side of the business over here um, because obviously you're still on a holiday in California. Having a holiday of a lifetime. Holiday of a lifetime, yes. Yeah, everything's good. Um, Even Strokes is, uh, is, is quite busy. And um, we have got, if you're interested, we have got um, an Arma athlete program, what's being run for uh, the UK and Europe. So um, yeah, if you're looking for support this year uh, with Arma products, then uh, head over to uh, Even Strokes and uh, apply for the uh, Arma uh, sponsorship program. Exactly the same as the program, what's going on in the US currently. So um, if you're looking to get supported by um, Arma, just fill out the form. And um, yeah, good luck to everybody. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I don't know what to do. Obviously, we are in America. The Supercross series is in full effect. It's all very exciting. Four winners in four rounds. A lot to talk about there. But Hurlings is injured. What the hell do we start with? Because I genuinely don't know what the right thing to do is. I think we've got to start with Hurlings. Let's do it. Because okay. um, it's, you know, we're here again. Oh, don't it's say like, it like Groundhog that. Day. No, it's not, though. It's not. So, yeah, shocking news. It really was. A, like, I, I kind of didn't make sense of it at first. Hurlings went 1-1 at the Spanish Championship on Sunday. All very good. Like, obviously, as you would expect. Dominant display. Had heard that he was flying in Spain and everything was just perfect with his program. None of that's a surprise. And then the day after he goes 1-1, my phone starts dinging like crazy saying that Hurlings is injured. And I thought to myself, like, he, he raced yesterday, so why would he be riding immediately the day after? Normally, you take the day after the race off, don't you? And then you start riding the Tuesday or the Monday, depending on what day your race was. So it turns out he was doing the photo shoot. Horrible crash. <laughs> really way more horrific than I thought. He immediately headed back home to the Netherlands to see, um, I'm going to botch... The pronunciation, the pronunciation of his name. Dr. Clace, Clice, Klaus, 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 that one. Yeah. Everyone knows anyway. Yeah. Immediately, so immediately knew something was wrong. Immediately traveled home to see him. No official word since that examination. Rumors that he's already had surgery. And I'll just say right now that I, the chances of him racing round one, Matty Basin are 0% in my mind. I mean, it's hurling, so who knows? Maybe he'll shock us. I'm going, I'm standing firm on 0%. I think he just likes to give everybody a head start anyway, so it's like, do you know what? I can miss a round. I've heard three months. That's quite a head start. Wow. Really? That's what I heard. I mean, nothing's official yet, and it wasn't like an amazing source, but someone did, I, I did hear from two people, I think, that three months was a rumor. I, um, I've seen the crash. How the hell did he hurt his hill? Because I'm pretty sure he hit every part of his body except his heel. Yeah, to be fair, everyone says that Her- I did think this. Everyone says that Hurlings is made of glass, blah, blah, blah. Quite impressive that he didn't break every bone in his body in that crash. Yeah. The fact that his shoulders stayed together, he didn't knock himself out, um, whatever, like femur even, that took quite a hit. That says something about people who want to say that every time he crashes, he breaks something. It's quite impressive. Still no official word on what the injury is. Is something to do with the heel, I think, although again, not official. 
The heel scares me. We don't really see many heel injuries in motocross. It even sounds weird saying the word heel. I don't think I've ever said, I don't think I've ever said heel in my life. But um, yeah, the heel scares me because I feel like anytime you hear of a heel, in, heel injury, <laughs> it's quite a hard word to say. <laughs> is that, is that Any, going up a hill or down a hill? Anytime you hear of a heel injury, it doesn't seem to be a very nice, straightforward thing. So if that is the case, then that obviously would indicate there's going to be a while. But we'll see. By the time that you listen to this podcast, KTM will probably have released another statement anyway. But yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go strong on zero percent that he turns up at round one, two, or even three, or even four. Yeah, we haven't got Fevra, we haven't got Hurlings. What did I say all of last year? Um, make the most of it because it's never we make the most of it because the chances that this happened again are very low. And what is this proving that we got so lucky last year? What what I was gonna say is this is the second time he's got injured at Red Sand, isn't it? Didn't he, didn't he hit the? Didn't he yeah, hit that wasn't Red Sand. Oh, was that it wasn't not? Red Sand. Oh, okay. I'm, that, start, I'm starting to feel that he should probably not go to Spain. Just freak things. It's, it's, honestly, do you know what my first thought was when I heard about this? Who planned a photo shoot? No, like I was, I was actually very. Like, I, I, my first thought was like, oh, thank God he won the championship last year. Because imagine if he missed it by two points last year or something. And then this happened this year. Like that would be hard to take. Like at least he got the championship last year. I mean, the great thing is, is uh, Fevra's like obviously coming into the, uh, you know, into the first GP really healthy because obviously of no injuries. Well, also my 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 vice my um opposite side of the coin of that was Jesus Fevra. Like Paris doesn't seem like a very good idea now, does it? Like this it is kind of like a great opportunity. I tell you what, though, how much does this play into Geyser and Prado's hands? Tell you what's weird. I was, I was talking to someone about this and I was like running through like, right, so there's Geyser, there's Sewer. Took me like quite a while to remember Prado. And I think I've said this before. <laughs> what? <laughs> like I was like, and then like five minutes later, I was like, oh yeah, Prado. I, I just wonder what the, um, the mindset now is, uh, is of the riders. Like, you know, are they literally just going to be like, we just got to bag as many points as possible. Maybe like Caroli's probably just like, do you know what? I'm thinking about coming back. Hurlings isn't Hurlings isn't in this title fight. I'm, I'm pretty. I would be surprised if Hurlings is in this title fight. He's 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 done. He by the time he comes back, it won't even be a conversation. He's. I don't think he's coming back anytime soon. I did say for, I heard three months. That's like ten rounds. What three months is ten rounds this year? Well, I don't know. It's probably eight rounds. Like it can't be far off that. Are you sure? Yeah, because what, what, three months that put, takes you to the end, the beginning of June. Like we're quite, we were halfway through the championship at that point. Mm. Hold okay. on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine rounds would be three months. Jesus Christ! What do you think we're doing? One round a month or something? I'm just so used to us like going racing in November. So, um... I mean, if there was ever a time for a COVID delay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey. We could, if we could just get a bit of a, if we could just have an Omicron surge, we could get Fevra and Hurlings healthy. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, this has played obviously into into Geyser and Prado's um, hands. Hey, right. So I want to ask you this: Geyser and Prado's hands, and Sewer, Jer- Jeremy Sewer. Yeah, definitely. I'm in. Tr- I am. I am. I am very interested now in what Sewer does. In what Sewer is going to turn up. Is Sewer in this or is Sewer not going to be in this? Because I feel like he can be in this. 
Oh, absolutely. Especially what the form he was coming off at the end. Of and I'm, I'm also praying that he's going to be in this because we, at this point, we just need as many riders as we can get. <laughs> like, at this point, we'll take anyone. Like, anyone want to compete for this title? You just let us know. No, okay, I want to do this. It's quite early to do this, but I want to do this. Right now, title percentages. We played a game every year. Uh, break it down. Your title pie. Title percentage title. Hurling's 100%. Okay, <laughs> please be serious. I'd like to find, I'd like to have more information on Hurlins. Okay, um, I'm going to tell you right now, if, if I will eat my words quite happily, because it, obviously it'd be great news, but I do not think you're seeing Hurlings anytime soon. Damn it. Um, I mean, I know you're going to just keep ignoring the fact that I've said that, <laughs> but please listen to me. I don't think you're going to see Hurlings anytime soon. Like, obviously, we haven't heard how the doctor's appointment went, how the surgery went, so maybe it's good news. However, I'm not hearing anything too good, so... Okay, I'm gonna... I'm gonna go... Um, just because this... When things like this happens, he just seems to be ever consistent, so I'm gonna You're gonna, gonna go, say cold enough, aren't you? No. Oh. No, I'm gonna go... I'm gonna go Geyser 60. Um, Fevre 20 and Prado 20. You do realise Fevre isn't racing round one? I don't know, he was so good last year, though. So you think the Fe- you think Fevre now can pull back a deficit? Well, I mean, I'm not going to knock your opinion, but no, it's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. It's a new year. Yeah, it's not like I've given it like you know eighty percent. I've given him thirty. Okay. I still think he'll he'll be there or thereabouts. It's a so long what, season. So what were you? So wait, so what, drop, what did you just? Race. I said guys are sixty. Yeah, Fevre twenty. Right, Prado twenty. Give him Pfeffer and Prado the same percentages. Yeah. When Prado's healthy and on a bike right now and Pfeffer's not even touched a bike since November. Did Prado ride the weekend? No, but... Well, yeah, he rode, but he didn't race, but, like, I don't know what he... Mm, like, it's a lack of commitment. I mean, he's racing this weekend. Okay. <laughs> I'll see how he does this weekend. Okay. Terrible. I mean, I'm going to put it down for the fact that it's 6am, but that was terrible. It wasn't. I reckon guy, this plays always into Geyser's hands. As soon as a rider gets injured, Geyser is, is just loving it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not angry at your Geyser pick. I'm just confused by the fact that you've put Fevre and Prado equal. Just because of how strong he was last year. Okay. Fevre wasn't that strong. Like He wasn't far and away better than Geyser. He was pretty much equal to Geyser. Maybe actually... And I've given him and I've given him 60-20. Again, I don't have a problem with your... Go- I don't have a problem with you actually giving Fevre a percentage, and I don't have a problem with your geyser number. So I just feel like problem? Prado needed a lot more than Fevre. <laughs> but you, you, you respect my opinion. It's fine. It's a new year. I'm not going to get angry. It's a new, it's a new year. So I'm not basically, angry. you want to know my opinion, but you don't really want to know my opinion. <sighs> a Brilliant. Conver- a polite conversationalist, James, would ask me what mine is. I see how this podcast is going this year. Is it just going to be the Lewis Opinion Show? Well, no, I just don't really understand your opinion. Right, Lewis, Lewis, what, what do you think is going uh, to happen? Break yours down. I will go. Guys are 50. Prado, 40. Sewer, 10. What? So you, you don't think that Febra's got a chance? At- Look, James, I don't know if you heard me. He has not touched a bike. <laughs> he, 
he has not even a sore <laughs> leg. It's fine. Let, let alone touch the bike. He has not put riding gear on. Actually, no, I guess he did for the photo shoot. Yeah, he's fine. Like, I'm not sure what part you're getting. Like, you want to have a conversation with me about a guy who has not touched a bike since he flew through the air in a stadium in November. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Like, <laughs> you also gave Sue a zero in yours, but never mind. Yeah, well, that's, that's coming into it. Okay. If, 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 if he wins the first round, then I'm, I'm all over that. Okay, I'm definitely going to write yours down because after the first round when Feverit isn't there, <laughs> I feel like yours will change quite a lot. <laughs> I don't like you very much. <laughs> I just don't understand. Help you, you me haven't understand. Got to. You haven't got to. Sometimes okay. I just like to think differently. It's good to have different opinions. Okay. Um, I will say it's not official that Fevra isn't racing round one, but he hasn't touched a bike, so... I'm going to say no. <laughs> it was November, wasn't it? So it's like, he's had November, ages. Yeah. No, it's the end of November. It's only been two months. Six weeks, six weeks for a broken leg. Mm, yeah. No, I remember yeah. Googling it over time and it said, because um, it wasn't a broken leg, it was a broken tip fib. That's broken leg, isn't it? Both of them together. Either way. I've done a tip, I've done a tip and an ankle and that was six weeks. Okay. And were you suiting up to race World Championship Motocross after that, or were you just was, walking to the fridge? It was cheddar, so it was up there. Okay. Well, we're on the MXG, but actually, also interesting, KTM only has Hurlings on a 450. So if Hurlings is indeed going to be out for a little while, they've got Crowley's, Olsen, Crowley's coming back. They've got Olsen on a Diga KTM, but that's it. I'm going to start that rumour. Crowley's back. Well, no, that is the obvious. If, if they feel like they need a guy, then that would be the obvious pick. But then I don't. I know he's tested for gas gas a little bit. I know he's riding his own KTM a bit. But um, he's back. Okay. A bit now slightly concerned that you are doing this at 6 a.m. because you seem a little bit wayward with you. <laughs> or, or, Blake very Baggett. erratic. Blake Baggett. Oh, my God. I'm just starting rumours. I'm starting rumours. Okay. Let's see how far we can get this. I wonder if Adam Sterry would be an option. No, he's just signed for car, uh, whatever it is, German. Sarhol's KTM. Yeah, that's the one. Keyword KTM. Yeah. Like, keyword there. That's what I mean. There's a link. They're not going to move Olsen, are they? Well, they could do Olsen. No, I don't think they would move Olsen because Diga is actually a KTM official, like, supported team. So, like, I I feel like they'd want to keep Olsen there to strengthen that support, like strengthen that official support team, satellite team, whatever. Maybe they don't need a guy. Or maybe they don't actually need a guy. Like we'd rarely have seen Red Bull KTM fill in. Obviously they had a fill in, um, Simpson filled in in 2015. Uh, what about the guy you're manager for? Is it Dylan, um, Dylan Wright? Tell you what, <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> that would actually be quite a good move if they do need a guy for a while. There we go. I mean, get, get, get on the he phone. Wouldn't. Get on the phone. He wouldn't do it though because um, it's half season, isn't it? Like you, if you if you if you're going to be in his situation and you're going to give up, like he can make a lot of money in Canada. We did almost have Dylan Wright in GPs this year on a full time deal. That almost happened. It only kind of died off like a week ago, but we almost had him, which would have been a nice little strengthener. But um, yeah, he's staying in Canada this year, maybe next year. So, uh, seeing as we're on GP topic. Uh, there were two preseason races at the weekend of the Spanish Championship with Bogas and Hurlings. 
and the Italian Championship with many riders. Did you watch either of them? I'd love to say I watched it. <laughs> I really would, just to surprise you. Uh, however, um, I didn't know. I didn't watch any of it. I have, a, I have, a, I have something to say. It, the race was boring? No. I want pre-season races to be gone. How come? I think part of the thing, I think part of the excitement about Anaheim 1 is it really is Anaheim 1. You, I, we have not seen any of these riders. It really is like, oh my God, there's Tomac on a Yamaha, there's Anderson on a Kawasaki, you know, blah, blah, blah. Instead, like with GPs, we've had a month of like, we've seen them all race. So when you get to round one, I feel like it's a bit like, well, we've kind of, we know that you're good and we know that you're struggling and we know what you look like on your new bike. So like, I feel like round one of GPs would actually be so much more exciting and more like suspenseful, if that's a word, if we didn't have the preseason races. Like, I don't know why. This year, I just randomly thought like, kind of, I don't know. I just feel like the preseason races are a bit like taking something away from MXGP. So basically, La Capelle, which has been probably going for about 50 years, and Hawkstone, which is probably going for about 40 years. If they're listening, could you just please shut it down? Because it's really, really narking Lewis. He really wants to have... No, you, he wants to build a suspense to MXGP. So do, you not, do you not kind of get what I mean? I mean, obviously, it's a, obviously they're never going to happen. And, but and maybe, like, maybe, who really cares? And maybe it's too strong an opinion, blah, blah, blah. But do you not, do you not get what I'm, where I'm coming from? I think you spent too much time in America. Do you not get where I'm coming from? Though? Like... I do understand where you're coming from. I just don't agree with you. Round one of Ma- round one at Mashley Basin would probably be a lot more like, oh my god, if a week prior everyone didn't just race up the road. <laughs> 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 what I don't understand is why everybody's racing up the road in sand. Well, same as any. Why is everyone racing at Algiro? We haven't got a sand. Well, I guess Mantua, but. Speaking of which, we did have a new M. A lot has happened. We have a new MXGP calendar as well, don't we? Um, we do. No one's because the birds are um, in season. Mantova has p- appeared again. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to lie. My. I, I feel like I could. I feel like I just. I feel like I've seen a lot of Mantova. <laughs> do you feel like you've only just left Mantova and now you're going back? <laughs> I feel like at this point I may as well just become a Mantova resident. Well, how many GPs? Is it three GPs and the nations? Uh, no, it's two GPs. Two, two GPs in the nations. Okay. But then the week, the year before, it was three GPs. Yeah, that's a lot of time spent in Mantova. But yeah, so Mantova has replaced Os. Os is off because of bird season. Like it's uh, something. <laughs> what hot chicks? Hot chicks running around. I don't really know how the nature works, but uh, I think it's the uh, Norwegian warbler. Well, I don't, I don't really understand how nature works, but apparently the, the date that they had was in bird season, so the birds need to field, I guess. Bird stuff. <laughs> I, guess, I guess the birds had for track books and no one, like, got, no one wrote that in the calendar. I don't really know how it works. <laughs> I don't really know how it works, but that, was, that is the reason. Um, and then I guess they were looking for another date, and I guess they just couldn't find one. Although we do have a TBA for the last round, so who knows. And I mean, there's always something that happens in the middle of the season where one round randomly disappears and gets replaced by another one. So suddenly uh, the points are down to uh, about five points and then Hurlins basically puts on Oss at the end of the year um, just so he can win it. Oh my God, you're really not letting this Hurlins thing go, are you? (laughs) I'm still with percentages on Hurlins, by the way. I'm just lying this week. 
So we've got no um, we got no Dutch GP, no Assen, no Volkenswaard, no Oss, no Dutch GP, which is obviously quite a big um, like yeah, a lot of the industries in Holland, a lot of uh, riders, teams are based there. Like it's quite a big um, quite a big deal not having a Dutch GP. Hey, Stat Boy, yes. when was the last time that happened? I don't know. Oh, wouldn't expect that. Would it you? would have been a long time ago. Wouldn't uh, expect actually, no, that. I don't think it would have been that long ago. Because two, where would actually? No, I guess we would have been. Uh, yeah, we used Lirop in two thousand and six, didn't we? Lirop's Belgium. What? Lirop's Belgium. Mm, no. <laughs> it is. Mm, no. Uh, yeah, two thousand and six Grand Prix of the Netherlands, Lirop. So unless that's <laughs> unless it's everyone on the border, know. then it's definitely on the border. Unless ev- no one knows something that you do, then. <laughs> No, so no, yeah, no Dutch GP, which is a bit of a shock. But apart from that, Agueda got added. Argentina is definitely on just two weeks later, and we're going back to Nurquin. Although it's not called Nurquin anymore, it's now called Villa La Angostura. Yeah, but apart from that, everything's kind of as it was. So happy days there. But yeah, preseason races, you'll see sort of results. I'm, I'm still looking at Lirop. It's okay. about 10 kilometers from the border. It's, um, it's the Eindhoven. Yeah, I think that counts. Yeah. Yeah, so you saw obviously the Italian results. Uh, I did, yeah. Geyser and Sewer actually had a really good battle in the Super Final. One of the things I was confused of, did Ben Watson crash in the first race? Yeah, in the first corner. Okay. And he come back to... Seventh? What, seventh, yeah. And uh, I thought what was quite impressive that Gertz beat him in the Super Final. Well, what, this is, what I said about Sewer earlier on, what impressed me is... The fact that Sewer won the first moto against Geyser. And then Sewer also gave Geyser a run in the second moto, which makes me, makes it again, has me very intrigued as to what Sewer is going to turn up at round one. Like that is the, that is my, I know that, I know that Geyser is going to be amazing. I know that Prado is going to be amazing. I'm very interested to see if Sewer is good, great, or amazing. Could he win the championship this year? Well, I gave, I gave him a percentage. I feel like I, he's consistent. Like obviously, last year he had all kinds of health issues going on, but typically he is consistent. So if it's going to be a year where consistency is needed and he's maybe got a little bit extra to win more, then that's kind of a good combination, no? Yeah, decent. That's my, um, that's my, that's my most intriguing wait and see kind of thing. Like I'm very, I am interested to see what happens with um, that. Ruben Fernandez was very impressive as well in uh, Italy. Fast, crashed, kind of the playbook. Also kind of feel like everyone's forgotten that he's racing MXGP. I, I forgot he's racing um, MXGP. I mean, I don't think he's going to like battle for... Lagenfelder or... looking good. Lagen, oh, I meant to actually, thank you for reminding me. Lagenfelder is my pick for surprise in MX2 this year. He's my, whatever you want to say, my pick to win a race surprisingly, be on the podium surprisingly, uh, be a surprise, do a surprise, something. He's my pick for all of that. Um, what did you think about the, uh, the XJWR rider from a couple of years ago, Cornelius Tondel? He's racing on Fantic this year. <sighs> I just don't understand why he'd race for Fantic. Not a bad result, though. Yes, but like, well, actually, like, why, why, why? Well, it's a two-stroke. Yeah, but why? Like, what is the point? Uh, what a way to 
Probably like, been offered a, a pretty good deal. Speaking of Fantic, they had a new turnover record last year. Unbelievable. Was it double? Plus uh, 95% compared to 2020. Yeah, unreal. Absolutely unreal. They had an overall income of 156 million. What the hell are Fantic selling? Yamahas. Do they just sell motocross bikes and enduro bikes? Or do they, do they just sell no, like tra- uh, trials bikes as well? Enduro yeah, but do they, well. Ju- they just sell like they don't sell like jet skis or like it's just ever. strictly motorcycles. <laughs> they don't sell like jet skis or like dune buggies or like anything like that. No. Oh, quite impressive then, because I, I genuinely didn't think anyone in the world was buying a Fantic. Are you? This is what you you are honestly. Where where have you been? Is it even possible to buy a Fantic? Do you know how good the Fantics are? I know how good the Fantics are. Is it even possible to buy a Fantic? Yes. Where from? Where, if you okay, James, it's six a.m. in England. Go and buy. Go to a shop and buy a Fantic. Right, it's Meredith Motocross. Literally sixteen miles down the road. Fantic. Do they sell Fantics? Yes. Mm, I'm going to need you to go there today and take a photo. You're such a knob. Honestly, Fantic is very, very popular now. Very popular. And uh, one of the riders, um, uh, Finn Horn, he's actually just bought a well, Fantic 125. He switched over from Husfarna. Who? Finley Horn, one of the kids that even oh. strike sponsors. Oh, okay. Uh, honestly, Fantics are huge. Huge. I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, Matt, honestly, they're, they're, they are selling. That's why I'm not surprised when they um, release those um, results. It's huge. But anyway, Tom Dow could be a dark horse this year. Yeah, sure. I kind of, I kind of want to go into MXGP a bit more. I don't know whether we should save it. Um, okay, let's talk about this. Kawasaki finally announced that Ice One was, is running their team, which is nice of them. Three weeks before the start of the season. Yeah, great, great work. I mean, what, why is it so long? Because of the contract of um, the previous, the French team? Was it running until, like, February? I don't know. I got told it would be announced January the 1st, so, like, I don't know. But with that came the announcement that Strybos is going to be team trainer as well, which we'd obviously yep. talked about before, but that's exciting. I think that's going to be very good. Something that intrigued me about the Kawasaki announcement, there was no mention of Ice One. There was mention of the team being managed by Antipyridin. There was mention of the team being owned by Kimi Raikkonen, but the words Ice One were not mentioned at all. Like, no word. So I wonder, like, has Ice, like, is Ice One still a thing? Or is Ice One, like, has, is Ice One not actually in, in existence now? If you get what I, I mean. Think, I don't think it is because they're registered as Kawasaki Racing Team MXGP. So they must have taken on. Well, no, but I mean, last year they were registered the as Rockstar. Title. I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is last year they were registered as Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Racing. But. I feel like Ice One was still mentioned. Like ice, the words Ice One were still like around. Whereas, I'm going to see what their social media is actually. Because if their social media hasn't changed from Ice One. No, I think, I think they've adopted the Kawasaki you know, factory title. It looks like they've dropped um, Ice One. No, but I just found it weird that Kawasaki didn't say in the announcement like, uh, blah, 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 blah. Yes, uh, our team will be run by Ice One. Like, you know, like, I, I was confused yeah. why. Well, I, I mean, it's weird how they've built that brand over the last... Um, you know, what, seven, eight, nine years? And now they're just going to suddenly drop it. I mean... Huh. So Ice One Racing, the Instagram account, hasn't been updated with the Kawasaki news. Whereas last year, it was obviously kept updated with like the, what the team was up to with Husqvarna. Hasn't been... No, no mention of Kawasaki on there. Weird. 
confusing me. Interesting, though, from that Kawasaki announcement is the fact that... So, obviously, we've all been very concerned about Kawasaki leaving MXGP at some point or another. Their interests seem to nosedive quite rapidly before last year when they were, had some success and obviously everything looked quite good. But in the Kawasaki announcement, it said, well, obviously, we know the Fevra signed directly with Kawasaki Japan, which is something new and kind of says something about their commitment. But also, it says that now there is a new company and legal ent- entity known as Kawasaki Motors Limited, which is established in Japan to focus directly on the Kawasaki motorcycle business, which includes the factory racing team projects. That's interesting. So the, new, the new company and management are strategically involved in utilizing the Kawasaki racing team MXGP's activity, along with their own re-R&D inside the MXGP arena, more directly than in the past to integrate innovations into future KX production motorcycles. So basically, there should be a lot more Japanese involvement in the Kawasaki MXGP team, and they're going to be doing a, more, a lot more like jazzy stuff testing for the future and like because obviously there's no production rule in MXGP do whatever you like so like that's encouraging to me because I kind of feel like Kawasaki are doubling down a little bit on their uh, their racing effort yeah Yeah. whereas when it would have been quite easy for them to step away well that would that would make sense then with the whole Ice One title the fact that they're if if it's direct uh, you know support and help from Japan then yeah they um, don't want it to be known as like they want it to look like it's Kawasaki all in yeah it's got to be on brand but yeah, that's an interesting point. Nice observation, Phillips. No, that's promising. That's exciting. Like, I'm excited because truthfully, like the previous Kawasaki team, it was a factory team, but in kind of... Obviously, you see the Japanese from HRC, etc., etc. You never saw that at Kawasaki. And it was kind of like... Yeah, okay, Kawasaki was a factory team, sure. But it kind of didn't look like that. Like, if you kind of were an observer, you would have probably not said that that team was similar to HRC. Whereas now I kind of feel like it will look similar. I mean, they're going to be in an aquarium, but apart from that... What do you mean they're going to look like they're in an aquarium? Their little fish tank. (laughs) 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 Oh, and he's going to kill you for that one. No! He will. He's going to be like, Lewis, I hate you. I've never gone in there. I'm still scared. scared. I feel like like my shoes will be dirty and I will dirty it up. But then now Ben and Strivos are going to be in there, so I'm going to have to. Have no, to you're, you're not going to be invited into the fish tank. You could. Um, I'll be in there at Natalie, and you can like poke on the glass from the outside, and I'll just, put- I'll just like swim up to the window. Can, can you imagine like me sort of pressing my face against the glass, and then like Auntie just sort of running out trying to kill me because I just smudged his window. There is going to be another aquarium in the MXGP paddock this year. Another one? Who? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to say. It. Well, actually, I don't think. I got told it was definitely happening, but I haven't heard anything recently, but I got told at Mantova like the last round last year that this team is having an aquarium. So. Oh, that's got to be Nestan. No. Um, okay. Then it's got to be Wilvo. No. It is not, one of not those. Not a factory two. team. It's not a factory team? No. Hmm. F&H? Yes! Boom. Third time lucky. That's what she said. Yeah. So, all well and good there. So... Uh, okay, I want to do a little bit of MXGP talk. Interesting thing I thought of this week. Okay. Nastan Husqvarna factory racing. Yep. Kaido Wolf going into his second... He's Kaido Wolf, Dutch. Yep. On a Dutch team. With a Dutch teammate. Dutch. 
had one motor win in his career at yep. Lommel. Rowan van der Moosdijk, Dutch, had one motor win in his career, came at Lommel. Kai de Wolf, rookie MX2 finish, uh, rookie MX2 season, finished seventh. Rowan van der Moosdijk, rookie MX2 season, finished seventh. My point is, those two are much more similar than I don't think any, any than I think anyone realizes. But obviously, Rowan's a year further along because he's been pro a year longer. But also, he basically missed all of last year with injury. So both and of them, like, he's, and he's older as well. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, those riders like like where those riders are at as teammates is almost identical with like what they've achieved so far and like where they're at in their careers. So very interested to see what who turns out to be better out of those two and just what generally happens there. Leads me to my other point. I think we're all sleeping on most like way too much. Really? Well, I'm, I mean, I guess no one's really talked about the MX2 class anyway, so I guess we're sleeping on everyone. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how much discussion's been going on? <laughs> but most like could be really good this year. Well, we've been expecting him to be really good for the last couple of years. Yeah, like, most like can win the championship? Yeah? Mm, I don't know. But like, okay, most like finishes I'm a third in the championship. You know I'm a fan. I've, great rider. I just... It's just lack of consistency. Yeah, but okay, so most like finishes third in the championship. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Yeah, so that's what I mean. He's on he's he's at that level where he could be second or third in the championship and you'd be like, you wouldn't even think twice about it. Where, where like, does where does Guadagini fit in this year? Yeah, see also I, I think so I, I think title contend, contender? I think we forget about everyone because that's another one who um Beniston like Beniston's not gonna make the first round. Ah, oh, so it's over. Which I'm guessing then... you're going to pick him for the championship. Absolutely. <laughs> I love an underdog. <laughs> that seems to be, for some reason, you've got a weird link between missing the first round equals championship. Yeah. No, uh, Beniston tore his ACL, had his ACL repaired at the end of last year, not back on a bike yet. I think he's trying to come back for Argentina, which is round three, and when he comes back, he'll have a star engine, which Oof. he didn't have last year. So last year, Gertz and Renault had star engines Beniston had a Rinaldi engine. This year, with Renault on a 450, Beniston is getting a star engine, which means that Beniston should be, when he's healthy, it's obviously going to take a while, Beniston should be a lot stronger and more of a factor than he was last year. So that's another interesting thing to watch out for, although it's going to take a while because even if he makes it back for round three, he's obviously not going to be anywhere near like where he um, needs to be. But that is, another, that is an interesting thing to watch once he gets up to speed, whether he actually... Um, you know, benefits from the star engine, which I think he obviously will because that is what everyone wants. Is Jeremy on a Renaudi engine? Yeah, they all are. 450 all are. wise. It's okay. just a 250. Just 250. So star thing's just 250. Okay. No, but you, I just randomly wanted to bring up that point about uh, Dwarf and Mostite because they are very similar. Very similar. And I'm very interested to see where that... I don't know who's, who's going to be better. I don't know yeah, I was going to say, who, who finishes higher? Well, that's what I mean. It's an interesting thing to look at because I don't know who's going to be better. The sky is kind of the limit with both of them. They're both capable of doing really well. Like they're both, they, it wouldn't be a surprise if either one of those riders blows our expectations out of the water this year. It's an interesting thing to watch out for. It's just an interesting thing to see. Two quick things before we get to Supercross. Comrade Muse update, James? Uh, yeah, Comrade was actually due in for... Um... A podcast today. Probably not the best. <laughs> Didn't turn up. 
<laughs> so can, um, can I presume that that is because he is um, head down? Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I did speak to him on the phone um, Monday, and I just said to him, "How how is everything going?" And yeah, it's, it's he he's literally sort of. I think he was up in Scotland for two days riding. Um, it's I don't know what I can and can't say because it was obviously going to be we were going to be doing a podcast. Well, what, um, secret, what, what do you mean? What, what, what do you mean you can and can't say? What secrets are there? Is he going racing? What's he racing? What's his team yeah, called? Yeah, so, so, so um, it's 426 four, Motorsports. Oh, the, the classic. Yep. Couldn't have just got a bit imaginative there. Why, why have you got... Why are you doing that? Because someone said to me in, in the Anaheim 2 press box, someone said to me, why is it that every MXGP rider goes by... CM426 or you know like JH84 or TC222 and I was like I don't know to be honest hmm what call the team Muse Motorsports that's actually quite a MM Muse Motorsports but hang on a minute it wasn't there like 2-2 Motorsports in America but that's just a one that's like a anyway point being yes what else you're just being anti-MXGP now no, I'm just you purely spend saying... Spend a couple of months in America thinking you're one of the guys in the press box and then you start coming all anti-MXGP. Okay, sorry. Mm, okay. Yeah, so he's going racing. He's racing. He's down for Hawkstone. Yeah, down for Hawkstone. Um, you get boarding for him? No, no, I'm not. It, I'm like, not. Has he ha- that's a point. Does he have a mechanic? Yeah, he's got a mechanic and they got Where's a set Is it a GP like mechanic or is it a mate or... Uh, I don't actually know. I've not asked. I've not asked that question. But um, no, look. look it, it, all, all joking aside, um, is he going to Argentina? T- yeah. All joking. He's doing a full series. All joking yeah, aside. Yeah. So he's going to um, Argentina. Why would he not go to Argentina if he was doing the World Championship? Because not, lots of smaller teams don't go to the flyaways. Yeah, he's 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 in for for every round. Oh boy. Yeah. All off his own back. Oh, with boy. some private sponsors, yeah. Are you one of the private sponsors? Uh, no. No. You seem very involved. No, uh, hey, uh, Conrad's nine miles away from here. He phoned up, asked if, if I okay, could help with um, some, some, uh, <laughs> some contacts. I've, I've given him some contacts and um, phoned a couple of people I know who, who obviously wanted to help out. So, and that's that. Major stalker vibes with... Uh... Conrad is nine miles from here. What, did you just look at your GPS on your phone to see where he is at this precise point in time? No, because uh, we're in Midsummer Norton and Shepton Mallet's nine miles away. Oh, he's now 8.6 miles away. <laughs> oh my God. More MXGP news sim- uh, related to Muse. Hey, uh, why are you so anti-Muse anyway? I'm not anti-Muse. I just hmm. wanna, I want answers. Like, is he doing Argentina? I don't know anything. He's doing Argentina. He's doing the full series. He's going as a, a privateer. He's literally doing the whole year as a privateer. Yes, I'm aware of that, James. He's got his engine he wants. Me he's asking got... if he's doing Argentina is not anti-muse. It's quite a valid question when you're starting a team a well, month you before your the death row, you played the death row music and everything else. Like, what is that what? all about? What's the death row music? Dun, dun, dun. Like, that. What's that all about? Well, I do need that. That would be a good sound drop. No, you did play it as, you, as we were talking about Comrade. Did I you not know that? I literally do not have that button. <laughs> Oh my god, you didn't even know you pressed that button. Okay, you're actually... I think you're taking a joke too far now, because I literally do not have that button. <laughs> Did you not know that you were playing music as we were talking? 
No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm being, being serious. You know, I, I can't I, hear my music. No, I am being serious. That's why I thought is you were being consci- like quite. Is that why you said why am I? because yeah, I thought you were being quite negative. Because as I'm talking, you're playing a bloody death march. Hold on, let me see what sounds I've got it. Because my my elbow is quite close to myself. Oh, was it was it this? Yes, I can't hear that because I haven't got headphones here. Yeah, that's why I was like, are you taking the piss? Oh, I pressed that button back. I think you better apologize. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Did that play? <laughs> yeah, it did play. <laughs> what <a> terrible timing. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, not not good. Not good, bro. Not good. Oh, my, hold on, I'm going to move my soundboard a bit further away from my arm. <laughs> What's that happening again? No, we don't. <laughs> wow, I don't know where we go from here. Nor do I. That's awkward. How long was it playing for? Uh, for quite a bit, yeah. Was it loud? <laughs> yes, yep, loud, yeah. Oh, but we're not powering through. Bit, bit disrespectful, but uh, you know I don't. You know I don't have the um, you know, the headphones. This is why you shouldn't. This is why you shouldn't have a music bo- the soundboard in the first place. <laughs> you know, if, really I, if I didn't point that out, everybody would have listened back and yeah, no, I genuinely thought you were taking the piss. I even said you were taking the joke a bit far. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't taking that. I fa- yeah, I found that quite disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know where we go from here. <laughs> I don't know where we go from here. But um, no, look, uh, I think Conrad's coming in for um, a podcast. Um, he's got this year sorted. Uh, he's got some good sponsors and good people behind him. Um, Hold on. Conrad, good luck this year. We're all rooting for you. I'm very impressed that you're going to Argentina. I didn't think that would even be possible as a privateer. Very impressive. All the best. Well, here's something for you. Um, is this happy? I can't hear. Is this happy enough? Beautiful. Brilliant. So um, I, think, I think this could be quite a, a good thing. You look back to a few years ago when, um, when Lieber, which is completely different. Oh my God, Lieber's absolutely loaded. Yeah, yeah, but like Lieber's absolutely loaded. So it's not quite a difference. This is like, I just think this could be quite cool. I think it could be quite a cool story. Yeah, it could. If he, if he, reinvents, his, if he reinvents his career, on this team, four to six months or whatever, then that would be very cool. That would be very impressive because he needs to do something. He cannot, he cannot have a year where he has the same results as last year. And, that's, and he had good results last year, but he needs to, rather than have those good results, he just needs to be top 12 every week. If he can be top 12 every week, then this year is a success. That's what he needs to do. I don't think he needs to be on a podium. I don't think he needs to win races. He just needs to be a top 10 guy. And that would be such an improvement and such a statement that you would get an applause button from me. High applause indeed. High applause. Like, I don't think the bar is that high, but I just, I, I, I'd more, for, more so than like going mental and doing amazing, like I say, he just needs to find some consistency and then that would be big. The thing is, is like, we, we've just spoke about four or five riders who are absolutely flying. That, that MX2 class now is stacked. Okay let's, okay, let's calm down on that. It's probably the weakest MX2 class we've ever had. Really? That is okay. so disrespectful. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. So you're basically saying that Gertz, Guadagini, um, DeWolf, Van Moosdijk, yeah, the top Benestan. The top seven is good. Top eight is good. What I'm saying is like 14th back. Isn't, we've not got the depth like 14th back. Did we have the depth 14th back? 
well, last year wasn't great either. I think I was on record as <laughs> I think I was on record. I don't think I mentioned MX2 on this podcast for the last like seven rounds. So, what, um, one thing I was going to ask you, I don't know if you got any feedback for it or you, you knew the ins and outs, but um, did I really the, press that sad song button? You did, yeah. Um, what, what's the update on Pooches? He's racing, yeah. I, I know he did his first race in like 935 days or something stupid, yeah. Um, how, how did he get on? <laughs> I mean, have you not got the results in front of you? I have, yeah, but I just wanted to talk about it. I haven't spoken to Pooches. Oh, okay. I thought you, you were the guy behind the deal. I was. He actually sent me a very nice message a couple of weeks ago and said I wouldn't be in the sport now if it wasn't for you. Oh, wow. There we go. Yeah, no. Just touching people's lives. You wouldn't yeah. be in the sport now if it wasn't for me either, James. Touching people's lives. Yeah. Anyway, what I wanted to say before we go to commercial break, final yes. MXGP point relating to Muse, Kai Castmakers has taken Muse's seat on Hitachi. Interesting deal. He's a, he was an EMX125 rider. He's, he's a name. Like, he is a name that he was de- he's definitely been tipped as a star of the future for a while. Yeah. Finished fourth in the EMX125 championship last year. Just missed out on third in the championship. But he was in that fight all along. Moving up to MX2 is obviously a big step. But the big thing here and the best thing that his uh, agent did and the best thing that ever could have happened is he's got a two-year deal. So do what you can this year. Go in there. Make it like see what you can do, learn, have a couple of good races, take your lumps, figure it out, and then year two, 2023, maybe he'll t- maybe he could be the surprise package. He could be the surprise package this year, but I think the good thing is he can actually learn this year without pressure, which is a good thing for like we don't want to put a star of the future in a pressure cooker situation where he's got a one year deal and he has to has to prove himself. Like I was very happy to I was very happy when I heard it was a two year deal. So what what was he before the, the Hitachi signing, what was his plans or what was he doing? What was, his, was he on a team or was he just privateer? I don't actually know. I think he was going to do EMX 250 on a KTM, but I don't know what that was a team or what. I think he had okay. options. I don't think anything was actually done. I think he had options. It, no, no... This could, uh, interesting, actually. If this goes well, I wonder if more guys are going to, would skip EMX 250. I wonder if more things would... Like, if this actually goes well, I wonder if the path from 125s to MX2 could become more of a thing. Because realistically... Here's another stat for you. This has got to be the first time in a long time that Hitachi KTM have not had a UK rider. Pretty sure it's the first time ever. Wow. That's huge. But I'll tell you what, because there were people on social media going like, oh, good to see them supporting British talent. Obviously, the music, thing, the music thing on, didn't work I, out there. It wasn't on, really I, anyone else to pick. Aren't they based, aren't they based in Belgium? Well, yes, obviously. They're, and they're a GP team. So, like, yeah. like that's the weird thing about this sport, how, like... I was going to say, they're not exactly based in the UK, are they? If you're a team that originates from Britain or any country and you don't have a British rider, people are like, uh, uh. Like, weird how that... Like, I, don't, I, feel, I don't feel like that's a thing in other sports. Yeah, but here's another thing, right? Uh, and this goes... Uh, and we can go right down a rabbit hole now. But, okay, Comrade's doing his own thing. You know, that's done and everything else. Who, who the hell would they get? Well, yeah, that's what I started saying. Like, who, who the hell are they going to get in the UK to, to actually to do that? Because yeah, Taylor Hamill's got a deal. Taylor Hamill's got a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what Joel Rizzi's doing. I've texted Joel Rizzi. I've got nothing. I have no idea what Joel Rizzi's doing. But, like, you, you can bang on um, those people on, on Facebook or whatever, they can bang on Hitachi's door, but who the hell are they getting? Exactly, like, 
That's why, like, it's kind of like a big... Like, Ashton Dick Dickinson's aged out, so he's now MX1. There's... <laughs> literally, you've got, you've got Taylor Hamill. That's, that's it. Very confused why Taylor Hamill has changed his number to 20. Because that was Wilson Todd's number. So now it's just going to look like Wilson Todd is still out there. Oh, well, maybe Steve's just saving on graphics. Maybe. But when I saw that, I was like, what? Genius what, move. Okay, changing your number, but why would you change your number to your previous teammate's number? Like, literally just going to look like Wilson Todd is still in there. We should also mention that as well. Tickets are now on sale for Matley Basin. Um, yep, they're also on sale for Argentina and Trentino. Boom. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, boom. <laughs> opportunity to get it for uh, race one round one uh, for the GP would be really good so um, support Steve support British uh, uh, GP or so, just go um, on the road and see everyone a week earlier what is fucking wrong with you I just don't I, I just feel like the preseason races I, I feel like we need to reevaluate this I think we need to reevaluate you what the there hell a lot of people would say that have you what how have you got this depressing since <laughs> since last week What's happened? I've got to come back to Europe soon. <laughs> oh my God. I think we better go for a break. I didn't mean for that, there to be that much MXGP talk. We still have Leah ask us anything. The whole of Supercross. I've got to be honest now. I think most people would have just literally, I'd be surprised if they come back for part two. Why? Because you're just so negative. I just need some respect from you, James, to be honest. Anyway, thank you to the sponsors that we do respect. James doesn't respect me, but he certainly respects Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That is part one of the MX Fly Show, episode 92, Valentin Guillo episode, or, if you will, the Adam Cincerello episode. Pretty sure more people would associate 92 with Adam still, but to each their own, you make your own choice. Part one was, of course, presented by our friends at Fly Racing. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Fly Racing Formula Helmet has changed the game. We'll be back in just two minutes with Supercross Talk. The Ask Vice Anything. There's probably some other miscellaneous points we need to touch on. A lot to, a lot to talk about. It's going to be a long show. See you in two minutes. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with three Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Prox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. 
Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Evenstrokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula Helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 92 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Still a lot to discuss, as mentioned, and thankfully we can take all of the time we need because we have support from Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Moto Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, the Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is part two of the MX Fly Show, and that is presented by our new friends at Scott Sports. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is a culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and MX market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision is the best that it can be. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam, a maximum field of vision, the Scott Lens Lock system, articulating outriggers and more, the super stylish Prospect Goggle has been engineered to defend your vision, no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive, and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer, no matter where you are in the world, or online at scott-sports.com. Thank you to Scott Sports for coming on the MXY Show. Very excited about what we have planned with those guys this year. It's going to be a great year with our new partners as well as our old ones. Very happy with the group we have on this podcast. And thank you to Scott Sports for presenting you part two of the MXY Show, episode 92. Lots of twos there. How are you hanging in there, James? Uh, still here, Lewis, still here. So before we get into Leah, ask Vice anything, bit of Supercross talk? I mean, I'm guessing a lot of the questions will lead us to Supercross. But before we, we might as well just do a little, you know, chit chat beforehand. Let's do it. So Tomac won Anaheim 2, fourth winner in four rounds. Oh yeah, I've got something to say about that. Okay, go on. Because uh, I put on Twitter, um, I still believe that there's going to be seven winners. Well, Webb's going to win one. Yeah, which is five. Barsha. I mean, if you go off of history, then Barsha only ever won round one. So if you go off history, you'd say, not definitely, but I'd say he could, yes. Yeah. And then I would say one between Ferrandis and Stewart. I mean, yeah, that's and possible. And Pleasanger. And Pleasanger. And, and Musquin. And Musquin, yeah. And Anstey. So I still feel yeah, that we're going to have seven different winners. Yeah, it it's always looks like I'm that. Just, no, I'm not going to say any, anything else. I, I'm just going to say seven different winners this year. I'm oh, quite, we're definitely going to have five, I can tell you that. I'm quite confident. Oh, we're definitely going to have five, I can tell you that. Like, I don't want to be a downer. <laughs> 
But no, it's really <laughs> unlike you to be a downer, especially today. The four winners in four rounds thing, like I said it on Twitter in response to you, 2012, we had four winners in four rounds and that ended up being the most horrific Supercross season ever because by the second half, the series was just limping to the finish quite literally because everyone was injured. Mm-hmm. So let's not get carried away with ourselves here. If um, anybody would like to talk, um, you know, after you've listened to this podcast, just with just like how, you know, about a downer you're on at the moment as you're driving your car, um, you know, just hanging out with friends and listening to this podcast and, and you're just like, do you know what? There's no point, guys. There's just no point in carrying on. I do apologize um, for Lewis. I'm going to need you to put some respect behind my name. Mm. So yeah, Tomac won Anaheim too. I picked Webb for the championship heading into the season. I'm not, or am I? I'm not going to change the Tomac, but I would like to change the Tomac. You can. I can. You're not allowed. Oh, I can't. No, but I would like to. I genuinely believe the Tomac. I think Tomac's going to win this. He's looking good, hey? I just, I think he's going to win this. I tell you what, I do hope. Have you spoke to him much? No, not Tomac. No? No. I'll tell you what I do hope. I hope we get five winners in five races because that would be, uh, you know, that would be something very, I don't even know if that's ever happened. I don't think it has. Certainly not recently. And that is possible. With, but you, you, know, you could see Webb winning. It, like, there's no reason why Webb just can't come out and win. Well, the same, like Triple Crown, you could see Barsha winning a Triple Crown, I think. Two, three, two motor scores, you could see that with uh, someone like Barsha at a Triple Crown, I think. So five for five is possible and we hope for that. We hope for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think, I think, though, truthfully, I think right now, Tomac Anderson and Sexton, the podium finishers from Anaheim 2, have separated themselves. I think they're the cast of the field right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I, I, I don't think it would take much for, for Barsha and Webb to, um, to, to put themselves back in there. No, I think Webb isn't... I don't think Webb even needs to put himself back in there. I think he is in there. Yeah. But I think right now, those three have an advantage that is... Um, Undoubted, I would say. You've, you've still you've got 12, 12 points while separating the top four at the moment. You know, 13 points, which is yeah, separating the top four. Funny five. how quickly that changed because going into Anaheim 2, we had nine riders separated by eight points. And, some, and somehow leaving Anaheim 2, we had three riders separated by eight points. Not sure Does, how that changed so drastically in one week. Well, I, I don't know if, if you want drastic, I picked Ken Roxon to win the championship. Are you... Uh, give me a percentage on chances of Roxham winning this championship. Zero. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm there as well. I don't want to be there because, you know, uh, um, it just wasn't great. History would suggest that Roxham is not going to pull back a 23-point deficit or whatever he sat on now. No. Quite no. a cool little twist of fate, that, because after San Diego, he put on Instagram, like, oh, normally after... Two bad races, I'd be 30 points back, but I'm only seven. What a crazy season. And then, like, the karma gods read that caption. We're like, well, watch this. We'll put you 30 points back. (laughs) (laughs) Roxon's been been Phillipsed. That was my first thought. That was my first thought when I saw him, when I saw how many points back he was, was his Instagram caption last week and how karma had just gone to him. Huh, well, watch this. Uh, what are you what are you thinking about Max's uh, season on the Rocky Mountain? You happy with that so far? Well, I didn't think he was going to race Anaheim too because of the crash and the whoops. Yeah, 
he wasn't in he wasn't in, he wasn't very happy after the crash. Um and they did the, the medics told him not to race. Uh, really? The, uh, Alpine Stars medical unit, yeah. So he was going out for the last qualifying just to see if he could do it, and I genuinely thought he was gonna roll around for half a lap and then call it a day. I yeah. genuinely expected to watch for main event with Max. Like that was kind of what I was thinking was gonna happen. That's how that's how bad he was. Yeah, like what like I say, like the medics told him not to race. Wow. But somehow he pulled it together. Somehow he had his best result of the season, which I don't really know how. But this is what I don't understand about Max. In GPs, Max was never a consistent rider. I think that's fair to say. I don't think anyone would say Max Anstey was consistent. You are, you are full of compliments today. <laughs> no, but somehow in Supercross, he's become like the most consistent. He is like ridiculously consistent. In Supercross, he's become... I don't know what it's going to take to make him not consistent because I don't understand. I, just, I literally do not understand how you can be so consistent when you have an amazing day and you have a day when you've been told not to race by medics and somehow the result is the same. Like, I do not understand how it is possible for him to be so consistent. I was, uh, I was, I was actually quite surprised at his, um, his lap times as well. And, and he didn't seem to fade as well. Um, well, he said that from someone who's what, in like had that big crash and was told like probably not to ride, like as a great result. Um, he said that what he learned at Anaheim too is that slower is faster. How does that work? Because he was um, like obviously feeling like the shoulder was a bit rough and stuff, and he wasn't charging into things and pushing as much as normal. He was more like finesse. Yeah. And he said he realized that that was actually, it was like slowing down a little bit actually made him go around the track faster, more efficiently because he wasn't just charging into sections and like, you know, hope, disrupting hope momentum. He was just flowy. Cool. And he said he also learned that things don't have to always go amazing because I didn't realize, well, uh, wait, that was, a, mm, no, that was a private conversation. <laughs> 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 Good work. Yes. Call Not that. so Almost. private now. Almost. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, the slower as faster thing wasn't private. What I almost said was private. Amazing. No, what he also said on the record was that he kind of, he, he had it in his head where at a Supercross, everything has to be perfect. He has to nap at this time and he has to eat at this time and he has to, Walk for like he has to look at the track at this. Well, obviously he has to because track walk is a necessary time. You get what, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like but very regimented. In yeah, process like, and, if, and if his and if his regime was knocked off, then that would mess with his head a little bit. But he said that what he learned from Anaheim too, and the fact that he got his best result on a day that was just pure chaos, is that actually it is okay for things to go a bit sideways sometimes, and like it doesn't actually affect the end result. That's good. But I think he's done like. This is what I struggle with with Max because I do get messages from people saying like, did you not think he'd do better? And he is capable of better. He will do better than this. I strongly believe that. Like, Hang he, on a minute. He's 12th in the championship. Yeah, but this is my point. He will be better than that. Like I do believe he, he can be a top 10 guy. No doubt in my mind. Like he will get better. He will get better from here. However, if you look at the people in front of him, okay, like he can be better than Dean, but Plessinger, Roxon, Musquin, Stewart, Bart, like, it's like, yeah, and then you add in AC um, in, into like, that well, list yeah, as well. It's like, stacked. Like he can, he is better than this, and he can be better. And he will get better. I strongly believe that. 
But then also, when you look at the riders ahead of him, it's like, Jesus, like, for someone who isn't, who's done like eight years less Supercross, that is yeah. a big ask to like get ahead of those names. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think it's quite good for him, considering he was added to Rocky Mountain as a third rider, being the top rider on a team in points is, um, I don't think that's too shabby. Not too shabby at all. I think Sexton could have won Anaheim too if he had a better start. Yeah. He definitely had to one. speed, just not the not enough speed to make up a difference. But to be fair, no one in the second the first half of the main event was chaos. The second half of the main event, everyone kind of was just doing what they were doing with no real change. See, if I if I was if I was gonna pick um if if I could like say, okay, I made a very bad mistake in Roxon, um, I, I would go with Chase winning the championship. That, I would like to see Sexton win a championship. That's that's my guy now. Sexton is a cool story. Yeah. I would like. I think that would be a cool story for Sexton to win. It'll be a cool story for Sexton to win more races, and it'll be a cool story for him to win a championship. I, I do. I do believe that. Question: I want to ask. So I've wanted to ask someone, and I guess I'll ask you. Okay. Do you really want? How, to? how was Osborne on the TV show? Uh, I've I, genuinely, I've genuinely searched the internet for like because I haven't watched the full show. I, I, I thought he was really good. The only thing I would say is it. I felt like um, I don't know whether it was his mic. Or because I, I did see I, someone I definitely... say that they needed to change and turn his mic up. Yeah, because that, that was the only thing I would say. His his microphone was definitely a lot lower than like Carmichael's and everybody else's. What did so you when... have to like really listen out to hear what he was saying? Not not massively, but you could definitely tell that the microphone was was a lot lower, and he didn't sound as authoritative as what he could have been. Um, and, and, and I think with the microphone or, you know, being a little bit louder, I think he would have come across a little bit better, but it sounded like, um, it wasn't his fault. It was the, obviously whoever's doing the microphone levels, it was just, you know, that was it. But I thought it was, I thought it was good. I, I no, quite I, liked it. I just it genuinely in, was interested to see what, but for some reason, like normally when something like that happens, you see feedback and people posting about it everywhere, but I've not seen one person like tweet anything about him or anything. So I was yeah, curious. I, I think three someone. or four under his belt, I think he's going to be good. And the more that he can kind of like talk about a certain like, you know, situations and, and given that he's, he, you know, up till the, um, you know, at this moment, he's been riding against all these guys. So he's actually got some really good insights into how they ride and, and, and what they're like, which is actually a little bit more relevant than anybody else, I, I feel. So I think he could be a real good addition. Four rounds in. Mm-hmm. Who's your biggest surprise in 450s? I've got to say Anderson because I didn't yeah, expect to Anderson to, to come out like he has. And, and it is definitely Anderson of what, 216? Was it 216, 217, something like that? 18. 18. Um, it's better than that. It's better than that. It's way better than that. But yeah, it's, that, that's, it's been a while since we've seen like, that. Let's not forget... I mean... And it's a new bike. It's a, it's a new bike, new set. 2018, Anderson won a championship, but Tomac injured his shoulder at round one. Musquin injured his, injured his shower. Shower? <laughs> <laughs> Tomac injured his shoulder at round one. Musquin injured his shoulder at round two. Roxon was, that was Roxon's first year back from the arm injury. He'd, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this year, I feel like he's very, in a stacked field, he's really showing, throwing down some authority. Jeez, really well. He showed, he showed Roxon some authority, didn't he, in the sand section? Yeah, I don't know what I think about that. Mm, yeah. 
Probably should have seen it coming. But then, oh, I don't really want that to stop. Let's keep the racing going. Like, happy days, is, like, I, I think it was pure racing. It was, it was no, nothing else other than racing, but it's like... You know, speaking of takeouts. Yeah. Walshon Woodcock in the 250 heat race. Yeah. My favorite, I'm, I'm purely, I, I, I don't care that much. I'm purely bringing this up just for my favorite Instagram comment that I've seen. Oh, what was it? On Walsh's post, Jed Beaton commented, if old mate didn't make you crash in the heat race, it would have been sweet. Which I thought was, like, obviously the funny thing there is like, Walsh cleaned out Woodcock. So yeah. I felt like for Beaton to go in with that comment was quite funny and ballsy <laughs> because he was really opening himself up. But... <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing they, did they, hug, did they hug it out at the end? Who? Walsh and, Walk, and Woodcock. Well, I doubt it because they were screaming at each other on the track. Ah. Lots of like Woodcock pointing to his head, like, I guess, in telling Walsh to use his brain or whatever. Well, you haven't got a brain or something like that. So yeah, Anderson's both of our biggest surprise 450s. Biggest disappointment? Um, well, it's going to be Roxon, isn't it? Although he's won one, but it's just gone quite... It's not gone very yeah, well. I, I, I immediately thought Roxon, but I don't know if that's really fair. Like, because he could have... Realistically, I mean, you could play this game with everyone, but realistic. Okay, Anaheim, uh, Oakland was his fault, whatever. Like that was all his own doing. But like San Diego, he could have been on the podium, and then Anaheim too, he could have been on the podium, and then put those results on the score sheet, and he might be leading the championship or would definitely be top three. So, yeah. Um, well, maybe I'm just grasping because that's all I can think of. I don't think anybody else on that list. Um, did did I expect more from from Frandis? Maybe, but there again. He just had a poor Anaheim one. So if he had a stronger Anaheim one, then he's been decent ever since. Yeah, I guess. So at, again, just, just grasping, just grasping. Roxon, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's clutching its straws. I was on. Um, speaking of fly racing, I was on the fly racing radio show uh, in the pits in San Diego. Did anybody throw any bottles at you? No. On that show, we interviewed Trey Canard. Cool. It was obviously like testing for HRC. It was actually one of the most interesting conversations I've heard. He had some really interesting, like he was very open and had some very interesting things to say about like how the crashes in the whoops at Oakland really like frazzled everyone. And like, because I, I even said to him on the show, I said to him like, um, is this like where people were saying, because obviously on the commentary, people were, were kind of saying that the Honda's too rigid. Um, no, 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 no. Sexton changes triple cramps looking for more rigidity. Oh. I mean, I don't know okay. what comments you're reading. No, it's, it's what I was listening to oh. off, off of... Um, no, I'm pretty sure that was it, because I'm pretty sure the thing, yeah, the thing was like normally people look for more flex, but he was actually looking for more rigidity. Okay. I think, unless I'm remembering wrong. But anyway, cause, yeah. Like, because I said to Canard, like, Did obviously, you say hi, hi, Lewis Phillips from MX Vice. No, no. But did he did he look at you and go, "Who are you?" Okay, can I finish what I'm saying? So obviously, Oakland, like going back to Oakland, like the crashes in the whoops, blah blah blah, all a big shot. And I said to him, like, and they, he said straight up, it was the bike's fault. We've got problems. We need to set the bike up better. Like, we realise that we kind of aren't in the right place with the bike, and like. Very, like, there was no, like, hiding, like, oh, well, you know, everyone has an off day. Like, there was none of that. It was very, like, to the point of, like, the bike needs to be better. The riders know the bike needs to be better. The riders are searching. The riders are worried about this. Like, it was very to the point of, like, that's refreshing. The struggle. 
Yeah, I, was, I actually, I don't think it, well, it wasn't recorded, but I wish, kind of wish it was because I feel like everyone who wasn't at San Diego would have probably lapped that up because it was um, very interesting. Credit good to, in, good credit to yeah, Jason refreshing Thomas under for good creating insight. Fly Racing Radio and Steve Mathis for hosting it and me just generally sitting there. Was that, was that cool, obviously, um, being on the show? Yeah, I couldn't believe I was invited, to be honest. I'm still not sure why I get invited on stuff like that. Is it because, um, obviously, you're a fill-in? A fill-in? Yeah, obviously, someone didn't turn up, so they'd be like, oh, fucking hell, who else can we get out of that prick? Well, no, because normally, yeah, well, normally it is Mathis, Weege, and JT, but Weege wasn't there. Ah, uh, so yeah. Then they were like, oh, I can't have Daniel Blair, because Daniel Blair's doing that thing, and then who else we got? I'd imagine I was quite low down the list, but I genuinely, like, genuinely, like, genuinely, like, I think, I, like, I don't, like, what I English don't... English people do we know? Anstey... Uh, no, he's riding Woodcock. No, but like, generally, like, I don't, um, I don't think of myself Lewis as being Stiller. like. Lewis I don't think of myself as being. Um, what do you say? Like when I get asked to do that stuff, I'm shocked and I'm like, "What me? Why?" I don't really. I, I'm kind of like confused as to why people would want me involved in stuff because obviously you don't want me involved in any part of your life. <laughs> 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 no, genuinely, like I, I, I genuinely. <laughs> wow, that's, that's really got you, isn't it? That's, yeah, that was quite funny. Is it because there was a lot yeah. of truth in it? No, no, no. It's just, it's just funny because it is, it is actually the fucking opposite. Because you're, you're, you, you're very much a big part of uh, my life. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, but you don't want me to. <laughs> but no, no. Like genuinely, I do get. I am, I am confused and surprised whenever I get asked to do stuff like that because I'm kind. Of, hey. For instance, when I went on, well, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, like for good, instance, well, like, you know, like, I'm never ha- like, I'm, I'm very cri- like people say to me on this podcast, I'm very critical of people, which based on this po- based on this episode, I'm guessing you would concur. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the whole the whole world's going to concur on that one. But you are um, personally critical to yourself. You, oh my yeah. god, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You, your your expectations for yourself is is crazy. So when I go on Pulp and stuff, obviously I went on Pulp a couple of weeks ago. Generally, for the first hour I was on there, I was in my head, I was like beating myself up and going like, fuck, you're doing shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? This is shit. Like, oh my God, why are you even, oh my God, why have you even been asked to do this? Blah, blah, blah. And then I kind of got out of my head and I got into it. But point being, like when I came off Pulp, when I, after Pulp, I got so many good messages and generally every single one I read and I was like, do they know that, I, I kind of almost, I don't like, I'm like, what, are you sure? Like, are you, are you, like, eh, are you just saying this? Like, because I can't, really like believe it or understand it but you know I don't really know where I'm going with this point, yeah, point is like when Jason Thomas said to me oh do you want to because this is basically actually how it went JT said to me in a day like oh are you free at 5pm I would want you to be a part of a fly racing radio show and I said yeah yeah, yeah cool and then like f- I went down there at 5pm and five minutes before I said to him I was like you do want me on this don't you because I was like I, I, I so couldn't believe it that I double checked <laughs> But I hadn't misheard, and I wasn't just going to wander up there. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if not, I'm just here for sandwiches. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't understand it because I, I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I don't really understand it or believe it. But you know, there you go. Yeah, the, the, the difference is, is you get asked to go onto the uh, onto the um, the, the fly fly show. Well, I just get given a band uh, to go get some pasta. Well, My reputation good. precedes me, even in the US. Well, we have to, we did talk on the phone, didn't we, James? And we're going to rebrand you a little bit. Oh, yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're going to try. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, it, um, it won't be so much of a 60-minute makeover, more of a three-year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's going to be times where I'm going to slip into my old self. But no, uh, I don't know how we got down that rabbit hole. But my point being, like, I genuinely, like, when, like, because I feel like sometimes, like, sometimes people message me nice things about, like, um, work you and, hot. like, stuff. No, do people message like, me I nice like things. I like your hair. Like, no, but like, sometimes people message me, like, nice things about work and stuff. And I reply to them very, like, sincerely of, like, oh, thank you. Like, that really means a lot. And I, for sometimes I'm, like, that probably comes across that I'm being, like, over the top. But genuinely, I'm, like, can't believe it. But anyway. I mean, some people message me terrible things and really are against me. Hi, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> some people want to see me die. Hi, that's, Jake. That's harsh. Okay, I mean, we're not No far, one wants probably. to see you die. I don't know, there's probably a list out there. Anyway, <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> That's a podcast for another day. Uh, here's a little fun fact for you. Brandon Hartraff comes from a place called Brick. Okay, brilliant. Um, I will say this on 450s. I have no idea where Barsha's starts have gone. Round one and two, his starts were, f- were quite okay. Not amazing, obviously, but quite okay. Rounds three and four, heat races, main events, I have no idea where his starts have gone. That needs to be fixed, especially heading into the Triple Crown. Speaking of, Triple Crown this weekend, very excited. I love Glendale. Glendale is an awesome race, awesome track, awesome stadium, awesome area. Everything about it is amazing, and it's a Triple Crown. Going to be a very good weekend. Have fun at La Capelle, everyone else, which, as everyone remembers from the podcast last year, not a fan. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cool. Well... Um, I, I liked it. I know that you didn't, but I, I quite I just liked hope it. that everyone who goes there finds their way out. Speaking of starts, I thought um, it was nice to see Dean Wilson out there. Wilson, San Diego heat race, rode phenomenally. Yeah, agreed. It, it, it was... And uh, the reason why... I kind of... I watched the, um, the Dean Wilson blogs and um, i become a bit more of a fan. I watched, uh, I watched the um, blogs and I was like, ah... Yeah. Oh, just a little. He's um, in conversation with him the other day. He said your name just to make you feel good. Did he now? I bet you're more of a fan now, aren't you? Well, yeah, I'm a big fan now. But um, no, I've got to say, uh, list, uh, watching the blogs, if anybody's not seen them yet, check them out because they're really, really good. So um, yeah, I really enjoyed blog it. Blog or blog? Vlog, actually, I okay, should so say, sorry. not blog. Yeah, sorry, vlog. Oh, you did actually blog. say blog. <laughs> yeah, no, I did say blog. I've got blog on my mind at the moment. It's because I've been writing. I want everyone to check out um, Dean's MySpace. <laughs> Dean's MySpace. Yeah, that'd be great. Check his music out. Right. Anyway, <laughs> before we go to two, why did you say music? MySpace isn't music. Oh, actually, I don't even know MySpace was before my, my sp- time. Anyway. Yeah, no, MySpace really was music, you rambled. <laughs> what? No, my- MySpace was just like Facebook. I, I mean, it was before my time. I never had MySpace. You, but- had, you had music on there as well. Yeah, but it was more like just Facebook, wasn't it? Like you just kind of put on like your status, like um, not really, kind of, but not really. James Burfield is having a bad day. Mm. I'm eating soup. Anyway, we're down the rabbit hole. We we need to move. Let's get back out. I don't even know where we are. Are we doing questions? Yeah, that's what I mean. We need to get to questions. Let's do questions. Right. Leah ask us anything. This is thank you to Leah for returning to the podcast this year to bring us Leah ask us anything. A very popular segment. One close to our hearts because it brings us closer to you, the listeners. And without you, this show is nothing. We are nothing. Everything is pointless. So thank you, people, for listening. And thank you for sending in your 
questions. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out liat.com for more. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is now available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. A 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo, 4.5 jersey and pants, 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider at Liat. There is an advanced range of moto helmets for 2022 too, including the 9.5 carbon, 8.5 composite, 7.5 and 3.5. The Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes. 9.5, 8.5 and 7.5 helmets also come with a free pair of bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com now. <laughs> what the hell is that? I don't know. Now. Now, yeah, I was just, you know, making it a bit more of a jingle, lively. Wow. Um, many questions this week. Thank you, everyone. We won't get to them all. If we don't, don't be deterred. Keep sending them in. Even copy and paste the question you sent in. Huh? Don't be a turd. No, don't be deterred. Don't be a turd. If you don't get your um, question in this week and you think it was good, copy and paste it and send it in next week because, you know, there's, like, we, will, we cannot get to everyone, my point being. Uh, but it's nothing personal. <laughs> anyway, Blake Maitland asked, at Blake Maitland on Instagram, has there been any interest in running an African GP in the future? I thought this was an interesting one purely because Liat, South African company. Ooh, yeah. Right, yep. And also, we did, Africa was like very much on a GP schedule. Was it Sun City? Sun City? Yeah, Sun City. And then um, uh, I can't remember what the t- 2008 track was called. It started with N. Nub, 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 something like that. But yeah, South Africa was very prominent on the schedule not too long ago. Well, 15 years ago. But I haven't heard a single rumble of a South African or an African GP in ever recently. Have you? No. No, no I've heard absolutely nothing. Which is, like, like I say, they had a very good facility once. Like, I don't, is Sun City still there? I don't know. Like, I think uh, I do know from like, uh, an industry point of view that um, uh, obviously racing's still quite big over there, Supercross and Motocross, but I know that the Enduro in a trail riding is just took off on another what, level. In so, Africa? Yeah, yeah, and especially in South Africa. That's really starting to grow. I was like, I want to find the 4.5 Enduro jersey and pants from Leah. There we go. But yeah, I, I do know that from, uh, uh, you know, Ash Kane, who's uh, the Just One Export Manager, has just spent uh, like a... Not a sponsor of this podcast. Three or four weeks in, um, in South Africa. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's big business. Big, big, um, it's really grown over there. Braden underscore 212. Since Marv is the Jeremy Van Horbeek of North America, should be to sign him up. I ask this because I, how is Marv the Jeremy Van Horbeek of America? Veteran is the only link I can think. Ah, I guess I mean because Beta was kind of like Van Horbeek's deal to extend his career slash see him off into the sunset. Whereas, and Marv is ed- edging towards that point where like, do you retire? Well, maybe he could head up the Beta project for a couple of years and go out that way. Beta should be in American racing next year. Supercross 2023, Beta should be on the line. And there's a chance Triumph will be as well. So there you go. That's going to be interesting. Triumph news is coming. But yeah, it sounds like it's coming. Buckle like, up. Yeah. Coming. 
I'm not looking forward so, to that. Not so much MXGP-wise. I think America-wise is going to drop first. Maybe, yeah, I think America will drop first, but it's coming. It's coming. At Peyton Broderson, thoughts on web. Are you concerned? No. No, that's coming as well. I think once we get to the East Coast, then we will see. Once the tracks get broken down, the whoops become more jumpers. There are ruts, more ruts in the turns. Everything's a bit softer. It's all a bit slower. You know, that's when I think Webb will come alive and start chip, chip, chipping away. I don't know what Glendale will, Glendale will be like for him because I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if this weekend isn't so great, but I think it is coming. I'm not. I'm not concerned, and I would. He is still my pick for the title, although I have Tomac right there now, like one percent behind him. Is it is it bike settings at the moment or well, is it just bike, in? So there's always no it's a new bike, so there's always gonna be um there's always gonna be questions, struggles, teething problems, learning with a new bike, isn't there? It's just the way it is whenever there's a sure, new generation was, model. You're the man on the ground. I was just um, you know, just wondering if you heard anything. I was almost to be expected, you could say. Okay. At Kevin Wonders forty five, how do we feel about Dylan Walsh at this point? I think he's doing pretty good to be honest. I think he's doing pretty good as well. I, I think I said what? this in the He's exceeded my expectations. I think I said this in the last podcast. Anaheim won. First practice was rough. I was yeah. like, oh my God, he is not ready for this. Yeah. And then Agreed. somehow every session throughout the day, he got like leaps and bounds better until he obviously made the main, which I definitely didn't think was going to happen at the start of the day. And his seasons kind of followed that pattern where he seems to keep getting better at a, quite a rate to the point where he probably is going to be a top 10 guy here very soon. I'll tell you what. Triple Crown, his starts are amazing. So maybe this weekend he actually can do something. That's a that's a good that's a good point actually because at the start of races he's he's strong. He could be like seventh this weekend. I might have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure that when I was in uh, when I was at Anaheim one, someone told me he's literally done two hours on a Supercross. He uh, Anaheim at Anaheim one. He had done nine days. Nine days was it? Jeez, that's not bad, is it? No, I think he's doing fine. And if I'm pro circuit, I'm looking at him for a filling rider. Yeah, it's a good shout. Yeah, you wonder, I wonder what he could do with um, more time under his belt, being over there full time. Well, he, I think he um, thinks where he needs to be, to be honest. I've, I said it before. He has got the natural supercross style. Very loose, very agile. He has got an American riding style. So he is already like further along than some other guys would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've exceeded expectations. He's doing way better than I, than, I, than I thought. Maybe I was a little bit naive and thinking that it would take him a little bit longer. But um, yeah, I, I'm sure he's pleased with how it's going. At Greg underscore Wilcox 28. Do you prefer being at Supercross or at the GPs? <laughs> I am very excited to leave America and come back to the GPs. That excited. <laughs> We, uh, we've actually been talking behind the scenes. Are we allowed to talk about, about that behind the scenes? No. No? Okay. I'll be at Matt Ali. People, I have had riders and team managers tell me that they don't think I'm coming back. <laughs> GP people, this week I've had calls with people who have said, you're not coming back, are you? And I'm like, no, honestly, I am. Like, honestly. Yeah, honestly. Someone, who was it? Someone at Anaheim 2 said to me, also, and I think I told you this, James, Anaheim 2 pits, I got stopped by a couple of fans who are a fan of this podcast show. No way. I doubt our fans are you, but they were nice to me. Well, I, I, I think I told you that um, 
I literally, I went into my hotel, uh, which is the Holiday Inn, whatchamacallit. Okay, you definitely didn't, I don't know where this is going, but you definitely didn't tell me this. But literally, I walked into the hotel and a father and son stopped me. American? American. Father and son stopped me as I got into the hotel and said, MX Vice. How well, cool was that? I, I can't, I'm confused why you never told me that, but fair dues. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, 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 well, I told Sean, told a few other people, um, but yeah, crazy. Not me. <laughs> not, you, not you. But um, yeah, literally just walked in a hotel, had nothing, no motocross stuff on or anything like that. Um, you know, nothing was said MX Vice, and he was like, like, yeah, just M- MX Vice. But um, yeah, so someone, some, I can't remember who it was, some team guy. Who was it? Some team, some, some mechanic I was talking to at A2 said to me, he's like, oh, it's really good that you're over here. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, nice change of pace, something different, good to do. And they were like, yeah, it's really good that you figured out a way to be here. And they're like, how have you figured it out? And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, well, how did you get out of doing GPs? And I was like, oh, I'm going back. <laughs> and they were like, what? And they were like, no, I'm going. And they were like, oh, we thought MXYs had moved here. I was like, no, we're, no, we're, no, we're going back. <laughs> So I don't know what. I clearly I've been giving off a very strong vibe, but we're not. That I'm never leaving. <laughs> it's probably that house. I think everybody it's got around now about the size of the house that you're staying in. They're like, there's, they're, they're there for good. Yeah, I like this house. At, oh, nice guy at James eighty four. Dope content on MX Vice. Best thing since sliced bread. Nice guy. Thanks, James. Cool. Not you. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Actually, str- at straight underscore and underscore honest. Is James a real person or just someone made up for the podcast? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't believe that James is real. No. Because he's a very unique person. Very. And a lot of people find his uniqueness difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but he is, <laughs> he is a real person. I, I, I challenge people in life every day. I think that's the best way of describing me. He's very special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very that, That's a great question. Oh, this will be good. I feel like this is a setup for you. Oh, okay. Aston, and asked at Aston139, what was both of your favorite season of AMA Supercross and why? James, your favorite season of AMA Supercross. And you're, not, <laughs> you're not allowed to say 2021. Uh, 2006, bar to bar. What happened in 2006? I don't know, but I did watch it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that was like a real that's true. Honestly, that's true. That's okay. true. Mine, 2006, 2011, 2005, in that order. Why? 2006, Stuart Carmichael and Reed basically going into the last round. It wasn't quite winner-take-all, but it was pretty much as close as you could get with three of them. Unbelievable. Especially with those three riders, like three absolutely polarizing amazing all-time riders being that close in a championship. Phenomenal. Amazing season. 2011, similar. Five riders going at it the entire season. Unbelievable. Amazing. And 2005, because that was kind of my... Uh, I don't know. That's just... That's something... I feel. I think 2000, 2004, 2005 really got me like, fuck, America. Excited. Like, super, like really... Like, me. This is really, really exciting. Yeah, um, but no, you don't remember anything about 2006. But you know you liked it. No, no, no. I, I, it was, I think it was obviously, because um, I was a big Carmichael fan, so it was the year, um, the year after, obviously, I went to um, the Nations to watch Carmichael his last year. So um, 
as a Carmichael fan, 2006 was a, a good year. Yeah, fair enough. At Ciardori on Twitter, France have now made a rule that all professional sports people wanting to compete in France must be fully vaccinated. Will this affect the thinking of some of the MXGP paddock, or are they mainly on board with a vaccination program, unlike the US MX industry? For the most part, as far as I know, everyone in Europe in MXGP is pretty much vaccinated. I, I think a majority is. Like Most of the riders are. I actually don't really, can't really think of any riders that aren't. But to be fair, in MXGP, it's kind of a must because I haven't looked, but I don't think it's possible to go to Argentina without being vaccinated. So what do you do? MXGP, you have to leave Europe or at least your country. So you kind of don't have an option other than to do the vaccination because like, what choice do you have? America, you obviously have a choice because you're staying in America the whole time, which means that like, you're kind of can choose how you operate within America. But when you have to do MXGP and you have to go to Turkey, then really, what is the alternative? But no, for the most part, like most, like a lot of people, were, I know a lot of people were vaccinated early on uh, MXGP. Otherwise, I didn't know about our France rule, but I don't think it's going to be a problem. And I know that MXGP have kind of said like, I think when COVID hit, people just didn't want to. Obviously, we were, it was it was it wasn't the easiest, was it, to get to get around? So obviously, getting the vaccinations and having the COVID tests and stuff like that, I think people were more willing to to do it because they just wanted to get the season done and stuff like that. But from what I'm seeing, uh, from what I'm reading, um, a lot of countries now are either coming out of um, you know, like you know, travel restrictions, or they're going to be. So I think this year is going to be a lot easier. I think people have calmed uh, the fuck down now. At Chris United 93, was Champ KTM as successful as Red Bull KTM or did the investment from drinks help to finish the empire building seeing as Champ had a solid scouting network in the early 2000s? I, I think of Champ KTM as being pretty damn dominant. I think of Champ KTM as being just as dominant as Red Bull KTM. You? Do you know what Champ KTM is? Yeah, but no, I, I, I would, I would, I got to go with Red Bull. No, but I feel like Champ KTM was just as like, I feel like Champ KTM was just as dominant. Like, okay, okay, Hurling's winning 17 for 20 GPs in 2018 is okay, that's ridiculously dominant. But I feel like 04, 05, I can't remember when Champ stopped. 06? I think 05 was Champ's last season. Maybe. I feel like 05, Champ KTM was like kind of the thing. I had, on, on my 65, I had Champ KTM graphics. So, clearly, I bought into the hype of Champ KTM being a powerhouse. Yeah. I... Champ was dog food, wasn't it? I don't know what it was. Pretty sure Champ was dog food. Maybe. Um, <laughs> now that I've said that out loud, I'm <laughs> questioning. Yeah, I'm... I'm... I'm just going to let you go down this rabbit hole on, on your own because I don't think Champ was dog food. I mean, I was like six, so let's give me a break, but I think Champ was dog food. Um, like Google has no answers. Champ dog food is not showing any results. Yeah, I, I just think Red Bull in, in results, in, in the money, what they've put into it and everything else, it, yeah, I just, I, I think it's way bigger. Sorry, I was just Googling Champ dog food. Ah, okay, sorry. Actually, if you if you do a little search, um, was it Frederick Vial? Tom Vial's dad was on a Champ KTM. Last thing, let's end on this one. At Jack Hill Hyde, here's something fun for all. We'll end on fun. If Lewis's life was a music album, what songs would be on it? I don't know. 
because you've probably got something to pipe up with here. Oh yeah, I put on uh, Twitter, uh, Tom Jones, uh, what's new pussycat? <laughs> Is what are you trying to say? Nothing. Nothing. Not one anything. second you're telling me I'm very aggressive, the next you're telling me I'm very negative, and now you're saying I'm a pussycat. Make your mind up. Did you listen to my music game on Pulp? No. No. <laughs> if I've never listened to any of your post-race podcasts or anything else, why would I go and listen to you on Pulp? No, I thought you would have skipped to the music game because it was quite... Um... Well, it would have been a car crash. Yeah, it Cause... was, and I, got, I just felt like you would have... I felt like the car crash would have drawn you into that specific 10 minutes. Oh, it's, I, 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 it's just obvious it was going to happen. I've spent 10 years with you. I know what you're... No, I, what I would be even funnier? Yeah, I actually did quite well. I, 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 now I know you're lying. No, I actually um, did. I got six out of 16. Well, that's not good, is it? I, I, think, I think everyone expected me to do a lot worse. Do you, if, now, what they should have done is gone for movies. How many movies have you seen in the cinema? I've not been to the cinema in like 10 years, but I think many people have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what think people was, go to cinemas anymore. What was the last film you watched? Think a Fast and Furious film. What was that, Fast and Furious 1? <laughs> no, I think it was like Fast and Furious 5 or something. <laughs> I remember because I'd only just started driving. And I, I remember because I'd only just started driving. So, and when so I that was eight cinema, years ago. Eight years ago. In the cinema, everyone, like obviously, I just started driving. So everyone left the cinema, like all these strangers. And then everyone was in the car park, like revving up their cars. So then there was me just going like, brum, 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 brum. Was that in the Fiesta? Uh, no. Right, so here's... Uh... <laughs> James, we've got to move on. We're very tight for time. Okay. What have you got to say? Um, no, just um, if, if anybody just wants some fun, then, then maybe like a, a, a movie quiz would be, uh, you know, great. Because mu- music, music is, yeah, I, I would actually say you're better with music than you are with, um, with movies, but you're actually shit with music. So you are just, it's ridiculous. How I will say this movies. about the music game on Pulp. I was very smart because on the songs I didn't know, I pulled out words from the song and try to guess what, like, you know, like I was like, well, that word was said a lot. So that might be the name of the song. It didn't work at all, but I felt like that was a very smart strategy. <laughs> and I was actually um, quite proud of that strategy. I remember the last film you went to watch in the cinema was the first Marvel's film. Uh, oh, sorry, Avengers. Yeah, I walked out. That's the shit. Yeah. Absolute you, shit. Oh you, my you God. actually thought the Avengers was shit. Yeah. The screen faded. I'd been in there for five hours or something stupid. The screen faded to black. I wasn't paying attention. The screen faded to black and I went, oh, fucking hell. Thank God for that. It's over. Stood up. It continued. And I was like, well, I'm stood up now, so I'm just going to leave. It, it wasn't five hours as well. It was like five minutes if, if I record a story. I didn't even no, think it, it got was... even past the trailers. That terrible, stupid film. Anyway, we went on down rabbit holes uh, in our segment quite bad. But hey-ho, I guess maybe that's good. I don't know. This podcast has had a lot of, um, what would you say, U-turns, um, unexpected developments, um, <laughs> unexpected rabbit holes. But hey, there's a lot going on now. We've got MXGP, we've got Supercross, we've got a lot going on in the world, and this, these podcasts are going to be... Um, Don't forget the, uh, the all-important internationals, which you love. Well, I, you know what? If that's what... Um, what, just rip the surprise out of everything? I just... <laughs> 
No, I'm not even going to answer this question. No. Do it. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to give it the time of day. Why was this? What is it? I can't be asked. We've got to move on. Thank you, Liat, for thank you to everyone for sending their questions for Liat. Ask us anything. Thank you to Liat for sponsoring the segment. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is now available worldwide, and there are many lines for you to consider: the 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo the 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider. There is an advanced range of moto helmets for 2022 too, including the 9.5 carbon, the 8.5 composite, the 7.5, and the 3.5. The Liat helmets are available in a broad range of striking colors to suit all tastes. The 9.5, 8.5, and 7.5 helmets also come with free bulletproof velocity goggles. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on liat.com. We will go to an ad break, our final ad break. Come back with some general chat, some tie up a few loose ends. We've got a couple of little announcements to make. But before we do that, thank you to Scott Sports who presented part two of episode 92 of BMX Vice Show podcast. The Prospect Goggle from Scott Sports is a culmination of over 50 years of experience producing goggles for the off-road and MX market. Used by an ever-growing list of champions, the Prospect Goggle has everything you need to ensure your vision, vision is the best it can be. With perfected features such as the no-sweat face foam and maximum field of vision, the Scott Lenslock system, articulating outriggers and more, the super stylish Prospect Goggle has been engineered to defend your vision no matter how extreme the conditions get. When the mud starts spraying, simply install the 50mm works film system and have an instant advantage over the competition. The Prospect is available with standard, light-sensitive and now the new amplifier lens options. Amplifier-injected lenses provide improved definition and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. Get yours now at your local dealer around the world or online at scott-sports.com. Thank you, Scott Sports, for coming on board the MXY Show podcast. Very excited to have those guys involved. Very excited for what the future holds and very excited for you guys to try out everything that Scott has to offer because Scott Sports, there's a lot going on, more than you would maybe think. And you would find that out if you head to scott-sports.com. Thank you, Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That's part two, where we'll be back in five minutes with the final part of episode 92. Thank you for listening. See you in five. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 92 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Thank you for listening. A lot going on on this show. Feels a little random. <laughs> Feels a little like there's been a few rabbit holes that we've fallen down, but that is the way of the world sometimes. Don't we all fall down a rabbit hole every now and again. 
Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition for their continued support of BMX Fly Show Podcast. We literally could not do it without those companies, so it'd be appreciated if you would support them so that they can support us. It's the circle of life. Speaking of the circle of life, if you want your bike to have a successful circle of life, a prosperous circle of life, prosperous, pros- prosperous circle of life, you need Prox Racing Parts. And coincidentally, the final part of the MXY show is brought to you by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Head to pro-x.com, find the product finder, which is located conveniently on their homepage, and then select your bike. We'll play this game again. We love this game. We'll choose Kawasaki. We will choose a KX85, and we will choose uh, 2018. Why not? Click show results, and (laughs) <laughs> okay, this might be the longest list of parts I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> We've played this game a lot. I've never seen this many parts. So yeah, I've so what I've done there is I've just qu- quickly put into the Prox Parts Finder Kawasaki KX85 2018, and immediately right now I have parts for I have the part number and everything that I need for that bike. Air filter, big end pins, brake discs, brake pads, brake rebuild kits, cables, carburetor rebuild kits, chain roller, clutch baskets kit. Uh, it's in alphabetical, alphabetical order, so we'll go down. Jets, jet kit, gaskets, long list, uh, rear sprockets, retaining clips, steering bearings, swing arm bearing kit, water pump rebuild kits, wheel bearings, wheel spacer kits, Prox do, all of those are Prox products. Prox do that many products your bike. And if you go on their website, they're all listed very conveniently, very easy to read with a parts number. So you literally know exactly what you need. And hey, the kicker here, also the most cost-effective solution and the best product to use on your bike. So not only is it the best way to save money in a very expensive sport, it's also the best way to get the most out of your money because you know all of these Prox parts are going to last significantly longer than anything else on the market. So what you're going to want to do is head to pro-x.com now. Find, search up your bike or even search up the bike that you're thinking of getting. And then you'll start to realize what you need, what's available, and just how much props can save your life. Change your life even. Pro-x.com now to learn more. Thank you to those guys for their support. Happy James, having a good time, having a great time? Great How's time. your tiredness? Uh, absolutely. I just want to lay on the floor and die. That's how tired I am. Okay. I don't know what's going on at the moment. I'm literally uh, suffering from insomnia. I I blame going to America. Well, you've been back for three weeks now. No, it's it's bad. Well, literally six hours. I get back two days before Matterly, so that's not a good sign. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. Literally six hours of just staring. I went to bed last night at 11 o'clock, just staring at the ceiling for like seven hours. Well, seems like, seems like you need to get a grip. Six hours. Just not fun. Not fun at all. Hmm. 
And I've still got a whole day. At least you can go to bed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Although I've got to be up in six hours. So Six hours more than me. Yep, that's true. That's true. Um, trying to think where we should go now. because Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Okay, if you like. We can go to the Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Kind of a sad one this week, James. Yeah, now this is where you need the uh, death march. Okay, hold on. Hold on, because we don't need to death. What the death march, as you call it, would come after this. No, not that. Is that the right one? Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah, I can't hear the sound. Wait, is that a good one or a bad one? That's the one where the guy's screaming and yes. it's just pretty horrific. Yes, yeah, a good one. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Heck, many MXGP riders are experiencing that right now. So why wouldn't you? Planet Moto still have packages available throughout the year, customizable. You can get the dream experience that you have been looking for quite easily at Planet Moto Holidays. What you're going to want to do, the best thing you can do, is either head to planetmoto.co or head to their social media, Planet Motor Holidays, on Facebook and Instagram. And then you'll be able to stay up to date with what is available date-wise, what packages are available, contact Planet Motor Holidays, and basically take advantage of planning the best trip you could ever have. March the 7th to March the 14th, which actually isn't that far away, there, is sp- there are spaces available. Uh, £895 per rider. March the 7th to March the 14th. There are spaces available. If that sounds good to you, head to Planet Motor Holidays on social media or planetmotor.co now and take advantage of the trip of a lifetime. Do it. Do you know what? I've known so many people who've, who've gone out this year and have said they absolutely loved it and they're definitely 100% going back. Yeah, more, the more and more I go on my own social media, I seem to be getting like, positive Planet Motor Holidays reviews pop up of people who are, I'm friends with or I'm friends, friends of a friend. Like, like, I was even one, I can't remember who it was from, but today I just randomly went on Facebook and there was someone saying that they oh, I had the best trip of my life at Planet Motor Holidays. And I was like, oh, good to see. And yeah, not surprised because the quality, the, the attention that goes into these trips is um, on another level, you could say. Yeah, they just said it's just absolutely brilliant. Like from the start, Literally get there, no hassle. It's just all about riding and fun. Um, no stress. Uh, so, um, yeah, if, if, you, if you're looking at getting away to, uh, to Spain, then obviously Max at Planet Motor, give him a shout. He's um, a really good guy, and they've got a really good set out there as well. So, the Planet Motor bombshell. James and I had an adult discussion. We are capable of that. Sometimes. It didn't last very long. And this year... We are going to put MX Manager on pause. Reason being, it's not the game that we want it to be. We would like it to be a lot better. We would like to add a lot more to it. We are very much still a small team. Some people I've spoken to do get confused and think there's like 15 people working at MX Vice, but there isn't. So what we're going to do is we're going to put MX Manager on a pause for a year Stop building for 2023 and then put that time and effort that goes into MX Manager into some other things that we would like to do, which we feel you, the fans, will enjoy and benefit from a lot more. So it's not goodbye to MX Manager. It's see you later. And if you haven't got your MX Manager prize from the end of 2021 yet, 
it is coming. Don't worry. There were 2,100 vouchers to sort out from the 2021 season. So naturally, that takes time. Your details are with the voucher supplier, which, which funnily enough, is James. It's, it's me. <laughs> I can't do much. Like everyone, like Celsi, James has even strokes for shop and stuff. But there's still like I can't. I can't control that. So like, the, James is working through two thousand one hundred vouchers. Naturally, that takes time. I think there's only and there's two people in uh, even strokes. <laughs> so um, we've we've actually got a smaller staff, um, a sm- smaller staff than actually MX Price. So there is um they are coming. Don't don't stress. And MX Manager will be back in 2023, bigger and better, so don't stress. We may even bring it back for the nations at Redbud with a special edition, so don't stress. Get excited, because we're going to put that time... Because MX Manager did take uh, four hours a week of my time, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I could do a lot with those four hours. I could do some very cool stuff for you people. So we will take advantage of that time. Maybe I'll just sleep. But the plan is to use that time to produce some better content do some bigger things and raise the bar because we have got some exciting things planned for this year, which are going to take a lot of time. Trust me. One of which I'm very excited about, but I can't say too much. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. How is, how is the old YouTube uh, show coming on? What this show going on YouTube? No, you going around uh, the GPs on YouTube. Well, I think we're going to have a few different, Things going on at GPs. Saturdays with Sewer. I like that. That'd be good. It's going to be something that you won't expect. What are you expecting from Saturdays with Sewer? I have no idea. He's a funny guy. It could be anything. Have you seen the show Impractical Jokers? No. Have you, have you not? No. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> well then, I guess that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> no. Uh, would, you, would you like me to watch that this week? No, it's fine. You'll probably enjoy it, but no. Um, yeah, so lots coming on. Lots going on this year. Realistically, if we'd done MX Manager again, it would have just been the same as any other year. And I don't like, as James said just a couple of minutes ago, I'm very critical of everything that I am involved with and do. And I don't doing the same thing again doesn't sit well with me. So if we couldn't raise the bar, then I'd rather put it on pause for a year until we can raise the bar and focus on raising the bar in other areas. For instance, there's a new MX Vice website coming soon. So. Yeah, there we go. Happy with that speech, James? Anything to add? Yeah, it's obviously uh, we we didn't want to um, we didn't want to can it for a year, but um, like Lewis said, it's it's like four hours of Lewis's time. It's, it's you know by the by the time we sort of source all the prizes like with other brands, we've done that some years. Sometimes getting those prizes at the end of the year can be a bit of a pain in the ass. So we've decided to do our own vouchers. And then that's just created a load of a load of work for us this year. So, um, I th- we, like Lewis said, we're we're a small team. We can only do so much. So, um, you know, something's got to give. And unfortunately, MX Manager is uh, is sitting it out for a year. And I think um, I think you know we've we've got twelve thousand people who um, tap into MX Manager um, throughout the year. So there's it's, it is a lot of work. So, and and that's when everything's going well. So um, I think just give it a year and uh, we'll see where we are. Yeah, um, no, I concur. Yeah, sad, sad news. Very sad news. No, I, forget, but I, I don't think it is sad news because I, I, I know what we will be able to do instead with that time and that is better. Well, and the other good thing is as well is you can't take the piss out of me because I forget to put the team in. 
Was that it? So, the fact that you couldn't even be bothered to put a team in consistently kind of says it all. Yeah. You are the reason we've lost MX Manager. Yeah, it's all down to me. Thank you. What I would like to say is I am very excited to have Rentful Handlebars as a part of the MXY Show podcast this year. Rentful is the undisputed global leader in manufacturing and design since 1969. Rentful has become notorious for a relentless obsession to detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. With a history full of innovations in engineering and legendary component reliability, Rentful is universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock and first choice to the world's premier athletes and race teams. Don't believe that last statement about the world's premier race athletes and teams? Well, listen to this. In Supercross alone, Jason Anderson, Adam Cincerello, Brock Tickle, Ken Broxon, Chase Sexton, Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, Marvin Musquin, Max Voland, Austin Faulkner, Joe Shimoda, Seth Hamaker, Cameron McAdoo, Jet Reynolds, Justin Barsha, Michael Mosserman, Pierce Brown, Justin Brayton, Vince Reeve, Mitch Waldenberg, the list goes on much longer than that. I just tried to get through as many names as possible. Every rider, 90% of riders choose Rentful. There's a reason for that. Handlebars are a very sensitive thing, something that everyone has their own little nitpicky thing about. They like this, they don't like this. Rentful caters to all of that, which is why most riders choose Rentful. MXGP last year, what a phenomenal title fight we had. Three riders, all up for the championship at the last round. No one knew who was going to win. We knew one entity that was going to win, and that was Rentful, because guys of Feather and Hurlings all choose Rentful. There were different gear companies, different helmet companies, different bike manufacturers, different personal sponsors involved there. Those three title contenders had one thing in common, though, and that was Rentful. And there's a reason for that. I think all of us in the world have used Rentful at one time or another. And there's a reason for that, too. Rentful, the undisputed global leader. And we're very happy to have them a part of the MX of the MX Vice Show podcast this year for the first time. Thank you for Rentful. Thank you to Rentful for coming on board. And we will have Paul Perabinos on this podcast in the not too distant future too to tell us more about Rentful. So there you go, even better. We'll go in ten minutes, James. So oh, this, is officially, this is officially the ten minute warning for the ten end minute of the warning. podcast. Anything you'd like to discuss before you go? No, I've got to say. Um... I've really enjoyed, I've managed to stay up, um, which is actually, not managed to stay up, it's actually quite easy for me at the moment. I've managed to watch all the Supercrosses this year, which has been really, really cool. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, fair play to Christian Craig. Uh, we didn't talk, talk too much about him. Uh, but another great, I mean, anybody in America now has got to be kind of worried when they see Sean with a video camera because he seems to catch these crashes. Yeah, the whole, um, there is a little MX Vice curse rumblings in the paddock. Is there now? I'm not mm. surprised. Mm. I'm not surprised. Like Jonas, when he did a front flip at Tushintal in 2020 or 2019, 2019 it would have been. Renault, Oss last year, practice, he was in a random straight in a wooded section of the track, did a front flip, just so happened to be in front of the MX Vice cameras. Yeah. Very, uh, Quite weird, to be honest, but there you go. And the other thing I was going to say was um, uh, Vince Freeze's... Uh, uh, is there any news on him? Is he all good? He's fine. Do you want, why is he fine? Because he uses Liat. And what did I say at the start? We only align with the very best. That was, that was gnarly. I didn't like that at all. But right, before we go... Yep. Glendale Triple Crown, 450 winner. 
Ooh. Uh, I think, so I want to say Webb, but I'm going to say Anderson. Okay, I'm going Tomac, Glendale, Triple Crown, 250 winner. Mm. Um, I'll go Craig, especially with his starts. Yeah, I mean, you'd be a fool not to go with, with Craig. Um, I'm going to be different and I'm going to go Moseman. Okay. Uh, La Capelle Maraval. MX1 winner? Uh, Petar Petrov. Okay. Got a feeling you won't win that point there. <laughs> um, who's in? Is Jeremy in? Uh, you, well, you would have had hurlings, but obviously not. Uh, Jazakonis, no. Flandering, Beaton, Pacharel, Bralaikov, Olsen, Simpson, Jacoby, Jonas, Pooches, Sua, Brarame. Oh, like, oh my God, right? I can tell this is going to be a problem. Okay. Brarame. So yep. I covered how, we covered on this podcast how bizarre his team announcement was. Yep. Didn't really give any insight. Brarame is a quiet individual anyway, so you're not really getting much out of him. I'd actually be interested to know if he's even updated his social media to reflect the fact that he's on a new team. Yeah. He's not on the entry list for Matt Lee Basin. Nope. The last time that Brarame updated his social media was the 22nd of September, saying, really happy to be a part of Team France for the first time. I'm excited. I wonder how the nations went for him. Maybe, maybe he'll update us soon. Um <laughs> No idea. He's not on the entry list for Matty Bazin. I have no idea. Honestly, He's getting no more idea. elusive than, uh, than uh, Brian. All I can say is that his team, one of, the title of his, of a, one of the title sponsors of his team is Boss, so I'm not surprised that it's a PR nightmare. <laughs> but he apparently, he's on the entry list for La Capelle, so he's doing a race. So that's great. Oh, that's, that's nice. Bogers, Koldenoff, Watson, Choo Choo. I'm uh, going to go with Jeremy then. Renault. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeremy. Yeah, I'll go Jeremy as well. Closely followed by Watson. It's going to be interesting to watch Renault, hey? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's. I don't know what we're going to get from Renault this year. We'll see. No. We'll see. No, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Like you say, though, uh, that's where it'd be nice. You know, I know what you're saying now about um, preseason. It'd yeah, just like, be nice to see what, I mean. what like, Renault imagine, could do in the first race of MX of M, uh, MXGP. Imagine having that conversation before Matley. Instead, before Matley, the conversation will be, well, Renault was quite good at La Capelle. So I expect he will be top five. Like, you know, if, like, if Renault wins La Capelle, then going into Matley, we're just going to be like, well, he won La Capelle, so he's clearly very good on a 450. And it kind of takes a surprise out of Matley. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's different when the Americans come over for, say, Paris, because they're just on a standard bike, aren't they? With the, their no, Paris isn't, yeah, but that's nothing to do with anything. That's over a month before Anaheim 1. It's nothing like Anaheim 1. There's never really more than one All right, big calm down. Name. What a stupid thing to say. God, honestly, so critical. Anyway, you've got to go in four minutes. So, before we wrap this thing up, I'd just like to remind everyone that the final part of the MX5 show was brought to you by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Thank you. 
Fly Racing. Thank you, Liat. Thank you, Scott Sports. Thank you, Rentful. Thank you, Planet Motor Holidays. Thank you, Prox Racing Parts. Thank you, Supercross Video Pass. Thank you, MXGP TV. Thank you, Even Strokes. Thank you, Asterix Knee Braces. And thank you, Armour Nutrition. And thank you, James Burfield. We would not be able to do this podcast without those people, without those companies. The very best. Please support them so they can continue to support us. It's a circle of life over here. Thank you to those guys, truly from the bottom of my heart. And thank you to you people for listening. Final, final thoughts, James? I've really struggled to get my words out in this last section. I know. I don't know what is going on with you. Is that um, my tongue or something? Final thoughts is I've added a new addition to uh, the podcast show. Um, when we go live, you're going to be able to see it. I actually found my Ricky Johnson Profile of a Champion VHS tape. What does that have to, what, how is that an addition to the podcast show? Because anybody who's listened to that is going to get very excited. I want to know how many people out there have got Ricky Johnson Profile of a Champion video still. VHS I think video. The only, uh, actually, no, I guess, I, guess, I guess Crusty Demons and stuff would have been on a VHS. Yeah, VHS, yeah. The biggest VHS that I uh, hit repeat on was Crash Kings. Did you ever not, have Crash Kings? Not Debbie Does Dallas? No, Crash Kings. Did you have the VHS Crash Kings? Yeah, Crash Kings, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Fun facts. Yeah. My dad was on that. Really? Yes. Obviously crashing. Yes, in a first turn. Wow. I actually don't know where they all got, like, because on that video, I mean, completely random discussion now, that Crash Kings video was just crashes, wasn't it? Yeah, did you, so, so your dad was on the video, did you, like, just, like, sort of, like, sort of rewind it all the time and watch it back? No, but what I'm saying is, like, that, that, vid, that was, like, an hour-long compilation of just motocross crashes, but I don't know where they actually got all the videos from. <laughs> well... <laughs> When you actually think about it, MX Vice. Because we seem to catch every crash. Yeah, we weren't around in 1998. If we were, we would have been crash kids. Anyway, that was completely, that was a very random note to end this show on. <laughs> but that pretty much sums up episode 92. We'll be back next week to discuss La Capelle Maravelle, to discuss Rio Lozado, to discuss Glendale, and to discuss Crash Kings, I guess. Crash Kings. <laughs> Thank you to our partners. Thank you to you people for listening. Thank you for your support of MX Vice. Truly, truly appreciate it. Thank you to Lewis. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. See ya. Bye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.